Broadcasting live from sunny South Florida, this is KMA Talk Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Your KMA crew, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGracco, Alex Tavella, a.k.a. The Goat, and always telling it like it is, Honest Abe. I like to smoke them like the Winston Churchill. Good morning to all our loyal listeners, libertarians, and lovers of the leaf. Hoping you could all hear me today. We had some technical difficulties. My computer wouldn't start. So I'm going to get... Can you hear you great. No? We hear you great. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Literally, I was on my iPad when the computer, it seemed like there were some system updates. So when you told me to restart it, it did the system update. That's what was taking uh, it so long. Uh, well, since now we're on, welcome. Well, everybody. well, we made it. We're here. Here we're we are. Here. <laughs> welcome to episode number 415 of KMA Talk Radio. Thank you for joining us on this fine Saturday morning. Pauly, you had a very festive weekend last weekend. You did? That's not in the. That's not in the notes. Is that a problem? No. I yeah. We had a very festive weekend. My son celebrated his first birthday. Uh, Eli uh, Elias is now one year old, and we did a, a big pizza party at one of the parks here. We we rented a pavilion, and so that everybody was comfortable if they if they weren't vaccinated or if they want, didn't want to wear a mask or if they didn't care, everybody was satisfied. So did you make them all wear the colored wristbands? <laughs> I thought about it because I didn't realize how many people are at that park just like hanging out. Wait, is that why we didn't have a show last week? You know, I just well, wait, 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 wait. I just want to point something out. <laughs> oh, the week we prior to that, I moved. I literally moved my entire house, and I still got here and came to the show, and then went and did it. You're, you're telling actually, me you actually ran right, right out after the show. Ran right out. I, gotta I go. was moving. And I came to the damn show. You had a birthday party, and you didn't well, have. Paulie doesn't quite make the decisions in his family. I, well, <laughs> I, I'm so. I'm, what time did the party start? I'm just curious. I don't want to talk about it. So you had to decorate. You had to be there to decorate. Of course, you did. women couldn't decorate for you. You had. Well, to they did. They did. I was carrying stuff, so I carried stuff, and they decorated. But what let me tell you something. I carried Paul? my home. It started. What time did the party at 12. start, Paul? At twelve. Twelve. I think it was 12. Was it 12 or was it 2? It may have been 2. I have, Listen, the, I have two. the invitation. It may have been 2 o'clock. Let me just explain. First of all, I want to ask you a question. Have you ever uh, wondered what $300 worth of balloons looks like? I've never attempted that, to buy $300 worth of balloons. No, well, neither did I, apparently, until I, until I saw the bill. And there was right. $300 worth of balloons at the party. It's really not a lot of balloons. What <laughs> you would think you would get for three hundred dollars? I'm not going to lie. I'm trying to find the picture. Uh, yeah, and then Monday was my wife's birthday, so we did a little thing for her. Technically, the baby's birthday and Stephanie's birthday are on Stephanie. the same day. 
So I, I don't know, man. Listen, listen. Happy wife, happy life. That's that's what I've been told. Right? Is that, is that what it is? Okay. Well, I mean, you know, she's fun. nice enough to allow me to to take Saturdays and do this ninety nine percent of the time. She's nice enough to let you do a, the job. Yeah. <laughs> I do wow. say that sometimes. I'm like, this I, is I've never, never, I've never really heard that. My wife is nice enough to let me go to work and have a job. <sighs> that's amazing. That's a statement right there within itself. So hold on, this is three hundred dollars worth of balloons. This is what you missed out on, Alex. Dude, that's like. That's like, yeah, what are you talking about? What are they, velvet balloons? I don't know. The whole setup was theirs, though, you know, except for the baby's chair. Everything that wasn't was $300 there. worth of balloons. That was $300 for that whole setup. Yeah, for the setup, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. well, that's not balloons. I mean, that's yeah, a little dude. more than just balloons. I don't know. I saw I saw a bill for balloons in $300, and I lost my shit. So it was not a happy beginning to the day. Um. Anyway. That, yeah, I was doing that. What were you guys? How have you guys been? How was your move, Alex? Let's talk great. about somebody it was, else. <laughs> it was great. It was, you know, just did the show, did my duty, and then went and did my house duties. But weren't you walk? Weren't didn't you like walk across the street to another unit? Like it wasn't like you. No, you no, moved no, no, like no. 10 miles. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We we moved across the complex to a bigger. Yeah, to a bigger it was next door. You moved but, the house. Realistically, whether I moved down the street right. or to another, I still everything had to go from one place to another. But uh, yeah, it was fun. You know, we had a bunch of the smoking guys over, and chaos ensued. And I know, saw Italo. Italo what did is, what Italo does. And, you know, did a little ghost ride, took a little spill. <laughs> that was that was that was fun. Nobody was it's hurt. Okay, he was okay. He was a little bruised up, but uh, he wanted to do it. So you know, some things. He's got to think about those crazy things now. He's a father now. Yeah, I mean, you know, if that's the worst thing he's doing, I, I guess, you know, what am I going to do? Sometimes you got to let a man do what a man's going to do, I guess. Italo, but, uh, Italo's on another level when it comes to that shit. He's fearless, don't care. Yeah. I mean, good for him. Yeah. I he's mean, the guy that bungee jumps and skydives, I assume. He literally did my move barefoot. My, You know, he was barefoot the entire time. He's, you know, it's his... He's a barefoot guy. If Italo could work barefoot, he'd work barefoot. Literally. Wow. Not good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Kevin Acuff, for uh, standing up for me and, and uh, Chrissy Critchfield, my friends. Who stood up for you? Is this the Chrissy said, Paul episode as opposed to any other episodes? I know, really. Paul just, <laughs> Paul just provides so much material. Right. <laughs> you think about it like I was I was going into the show thinking, man, what are we going to talk about? I know Alex had a move. We, you had to relocate one of your stores the Easter Sunday. I was like, all right, we got enough to talk about. And of course, the second we get on, Abe has to bring up that I was out last week for a one year old birthday party. <laughs> well, you know, just, you know, well, you know why? Because that gift has been sitting in the passenger seat of my car now for like a week. I keep. I texted you this morning. I said, I'll drop it off this morning. And then as I was coming out of the gate, just came straight to the office. I'm like, oh, man, I did it again. You're on autopilot, right? I'm just on autopilot when I drive. We'll stop We'll stop by. They're, they're out today doing, like, the, the Easter egg. Our town does, like, an Easter egg hunt, but it's now a drive-through, apparently. And it's, it's only for residents of our community. It's a big deal because they don't want people from outside communities coming. So you have to, like, validate your address, and then they then – they, they want your ID when you show up. People I mean, this is outside your community. Come to your Easter egg hunt. Wow. No, not, not in our community. I'm saying in our town, oh, the yeah. town you and I live in. Oh, yeah. 
they don't want the outside towns coming in because I guess that's the complaint that there's too many people at these town events. So now they're like checking IDs and making sure that you're a resident of our town. That's interesting. First world problems. Well, we so yeah. I want to take a, a serious moment just for a second, and I sure. I, I can't believe I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it. So I want to give a little recognition and a little shout out to uh, our friend Vincent Michael Benetti, otherwise known as the Anti Goat. So the Anti Goat is kind of my nemesis on our smoking social group. But um, Vince had to, I don't know if his dog died or he had to put his dog down, I believe, yeah, well, I yesterday. I heard yesterday, very Vince sad. Is Vince is having a really hard time with it, and I understand it. I've been there. So just want to ask some of our social group guys, why don't you reach out to Vince? Just you know, tell him you're thinking of him. Give him a little love. He could use it right now. I get it. I've been there. It sucks. Literally the worst part of The worst part of dogs is we outlive them. Worst. So Yeah. Yeah. Ben, I still hate you, but shout out to you. I love you. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah, seriously, man. Yeah. Our thoughts are with you. We're here for you, man. I had to do that twice, man. It really makes it hard it to sucks. get it. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. I haven't gotten another one yet. Yeah. I've never I've never done it. So I have two dogs, but I never had pets as a as a kid other than like little lizards and things like that. So I think about it a lot though. That that we outlive them. It's gonna be tough. It's gotta be tough with kids too, Alex. I can't imagine. Kids, like, no, it doesn't matter. Forget them. the kids. It's just awful. It's awful for you. Dogs yeah. never do anything wrong. They never do anything wrong to you. They're always better than people and yeah, it just yeah. sucks. I mean, fortunately, my kid was young when my dog died, so he didn't really. But uh, yeah, it's just it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Cheer up, Vince. To, uh, to the anti-goat, cheer up. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. let me ask you a question: Do you guys like pick cigars to smoke on holidays? Like tomorrow, do you have like a specific stick that you're gonna take out? No. Like, do you do something special? No. So I have one. Okay. Where did I put? Oh, I put it over there. I I ha still haven't smoked the Alec uh, Bradley Project Forty. Really? Natural or Maduro? It's a natural. It's only been out for three years. I, I have it. It was it was actually no. I did. It was not given to me. I bought it when it came out, and it's been sitting in my humidor. For so three years. I'm gonna smoke that tomorrow. Yeah. No, I don't have. Uh... There are guys who do that. They'll lay it out for the yeah. week. And they'll lay it out for the day. I can't plan my time like that. Well, I just know at some point tomorrow I'm going to smoke a cigar, probably at, at night when the kids go to bed. So, Or maybe I'll do it tonight, Easter Eve. Me too. And I'll usually walk over to my wife's humidor and steal some cigar out of there. And I'll smoke <laughs> it. All, the all the humidors in the house are hers. I was going to ask you that. Which, I was going to ask which one is hers. They're all hers. That sounds about right. Speaking well, so then that means I should thank her for all the cigars you've given me when I've come over because they're from her private stash. No, sometimes you know we'll get we'll get a guest that'll send us some cigars, so I'll give those to you from uh, okay from whoever's on the show who sent cigars. But um, yeah, I mean, speaking of humidors, man, we just moved the hu whole humidor this weekend. This week, yeah. So that was that was that cathartic for you to like the first ever store that you. You know what? It happened to me when I moved to West Palm because West Palm was technically the first store I built. So when we moved it three years ago, I don't, I never have time to think about it beforehand because I was caught upside with West Palm. Same thing. You know, I don't have time to really think about it because you just got so much going on. 
And as you're unloading it, you see this shop transform into nothing in bare walls. Then it gets a little bit emotional, you know? And, and, you know, that center where that store was, that's the center where I first like came to Florida on vacation and hung out with the guys who a majority of them are still our regulars. And, um, you know, to say I'm never going to be in that center again because I, I'll, there's nothing in that center for me to ever go to ever again. Right, right. Um, I Can I make a point? Yeah. Motion. Um, we didn't have a show last week because Paul was having a birthday party. I just <laughs> want to point out that we moved an entire store and did not close for one day. <laughs> no, we closed one day. You closed early one day. No, we closed. They close. Yeah, we closed. Yeah, and West Palm, you closed, right? The West Palm we, store was we, closed, closed too, because I remember walking shopping carts all day back and forth. We closed, we closed on Wednesday because only because they had to take apart a lot of electronics and whatnot. That's why. And then um, open Thursday, and we did it. We really did it all in two days. We started moving everything, but the cigars. And then Wednesday, we moved the cigars over. You know, and, you know, still other stuff we forgot. But, yeah, it was cathartic. I mean, look, at the end of the story, it's not tragic because that was one of the locations we were looking to redo anyway. Right. You know, it's not like. Now this is an opportunity to kind of. It just, it just, it, it just we got forced to do it before we were ready to do it on our schedule. So, you know, we had a deadline to meet, you know, to for a, a lawsuit settlement that we were going through. And um, didn't really find the location that was a dream location. So we just literally like moved into a temporary pop-up location and uh, it came out pretty good. I mean, I, I mean, the guys are enjoying it. They got a lot more room, a lot more space. The center seems to be all right so far. And, uh, you know, you know, knock on wood to the team, man. A lot of guys put in a lot of work for those two days. We got it all over there. We got it up. And, uh, you know, I think when we do the next one, um, we're just going to, build it all outright and have it ready way before we even shut the other store down. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you did in West Palm. Wasn't the, wasn't the West Palm, the West Palm store was done. The new West Palm. It was done. We just had to move cigars. Yeah. I, I was, I mean, I was there that day walking shopping carts and there were guys sitting outside of Panera. They're like, Oh, any way I can bum one. I'm like, get the hell out of (laughs) here. We had two guys to a shopping cart to keep the grubby little paws from grabbing cigars out of them. But yeah, that's that's behind us now. We get our warehouse key April 9th. Ah, six that's more days. official now? We got the email yesterday. In six right. more days, we'll have the key to our warehouse. And on April 12th, that Monday, the construction crew will be building out our warehouse. And hopefully soon, sooner than later, we will uh, have our fulfillment warehouse center and... Uh, I'm sure the shipping team will be doing cartwheel cartwheels down the street. Oh my God. They'll have uh think about like what they're leaving and what they're going to space wise. It's going it, to make it, their it, lives. It, it's not even that it's a strain on the storefront. You know, half our lounge has been fulfillment center customers, right. you know, basically haven't had access to half our lounge area stores always got boxes and stuff in it. So it, it'll be good. Jeff, um, it's the Tequesta location. Yeah. First one has been in that center since 1996. Closed. Yep. What's funny is there were some items I literally have found in there. Ones, ones on my museum shelf that have been there since 1996. Oh wow. Yeah. That that Groucho Marx. Yeah. It was real popular. It was real popular back in the late 90s. Um, 
there was a company that came out that made all these little figurines. And it was like, you know, small bodies, bigger heads. They weren't bobbleheads. It was solid statues. But they had Churchill. They had Humphrey Bogart. They had Groucho Marx. And, like, every cigar shop you went to in the 90s had some figurines by this company. And, um, you know, three, four, five years later, they were gone. But um, Oh, that's cool. There, there used to be more than one. I don't know where they went over time. But the Groucho Marx one was still there from, from literally 1996. So that was nice. great. Yeah. Well, yeah. so we have a pretty jam-packed show today. Let's um, get her started. Yeah, we have a KMA spotlight that we'll start with. So uh, I'll get that going. So today we have the honor of bringing on a friend of the show. Uh, Mr. Storm Bowen from Cigars for Warriors, and uh, he's going to tell us a little bit about uh, what they do. You've probably seen him. As soon as I saw Storm, I was like, wait a second, I know you. And I, he's like, yeah, we we may have met or seen each other at a bunch of events and whatnot, but their their organization does a lot of a lot of really cool stuff. So um, Storm, uh, I mean, sorry, Storm, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on, guys. Absolutely. <clears throat> So tell us a little bit about what Cigars for Warriors does, and then we'll get into the coffee because we have another guest with you that's going to talk about the the coffee aspect of what you do. Yeah, no problem. Uh, to keep it pretty short, uh, our priority is to send premium cigars to the troops overseas. That is our number one mission. I will also send, of course, coffee as you just brought up, which is something we're trying to we've been working on pretty hard since 2017 to tried to get every box with coffee in it. We're getting pretty close, but we're around 80%. And then we have, you know, accessories that are donated, cutters, lighters. There's always a cigar press magazine, usually a cigar snob magazine thrown in the box and few, you know, goodies here and there as they're donated. Um, you know, we're a 100% volunteer organization, which is pretty important to most people. That way you know where your money's going, you donate, it's going to the, the charity to support the mission not going to uh, someone's salary um you know it's pretty cool that we can do that now given i wouldn't mind having a couple employees uh ministry assistant you know in the volunteer <laughs> world you beg someone to do something for 10 minutes and then uh you know it's kind of weird for me because i went from military as a first sergeant to volunteer world of begging and pleading someone <laughs> to do a 10-minute job <laughs> So now you guys have donated, it's over a million cigars now, correct? Yeah, we're close to 1.2 million cigars. Um, wow. It, it, took cigar. hit. it took a big hit with the deeming in 2016. Um, we had to you know, really re refocus everything, put a lot more emphasis on our donation centers like Smoke In. Uh, that that has been the lifesavers, our, our stores. So what um, we were, I, just want to, I just want to clarify for our listeners, Storm, what Storm's talking about is when the deeming regulations came out, I'm sure that Cigars for Warriors received a lot of donations from manufacturers directly. And because of that law, they weren't able to do that anymore. Is that correct? That's correct. I mean, now, there's some workarounds, and some companies still do the workarounds, which has saved us. But as you can imagine, right after the deeming, no one had a clue. What was going on? There was some bad information put out. Um, that hurt us. And it was pretty interesting. We always I always like to tell a story. When we started, of course, we didn't have a clue what the hell we were doing. And uh, 
at the first meeting, I said, well, we need to kind of have a you know, slightly impossible goal. And, you know, we're looking, we're on pretty much like this on Google Hangouts. And uh, I said, I don't know. I said, through 800 cigars in one year. I got cussed out by the other nine board directors. There's no way we're going to get 800 cigars. Who are we going to send 800 cigars? How are we going to pay for the 800 cigars to be sent? And I said, well, that's why it's an impossible goal. Well, the first month, uh, we actually sent 860 cigars. The first year was 92,000. Uh, so wow. we kind of over overextended that. It was never, you know, we started as a simple way of saying thank you, guys. Uh, you're putting your ass on the line for us. You're fighting for our rights. Here's a here's probably the closest you're going to get home is with a scar. Right. And as a as a vet, when I was deployed, that was you know that's kind of how it started. Is me and an, our first treasurer named Ben Edmondson. Uh, he was in a navy back in the, before nuclear subs. Uh, let's tell you how old he was, and uh, we were just comparing generations. And what a cigar meant to him uh, during Korean War, and I was telling him what it meant to me during the OIF and OEF. And they were very similar to what they meant to both of us. So it was just pure accident talking that conversation. We decided to try to do it on our own. And then we slowly brought in other people. And Did you have access to, to cigars when you were in the, the military? Yes, sir. Uh, there's, okay. Uh, a lot of guys know in the military, cigars has been tradition since, you know, crossing the Delaware. Uh, yeah, it's always yeah. been one of the biggest traditions in the military. Even with the huge cessation of cigarettes and snuff in the military, they haven't gone after cigars. So that's pretty important. Uh, it's helped us a lot, as you can imagine. Um, so, yeah, that it, it meant a lot, and we started the charity that way, and then we just got great volunteers over the years. And that's really how we succeeded with our volunteers, our donation centers, our stores. And as they said, we at the beginning, we had – a lot of manufacturers at one point right before the deeming in 2016 we had 80 85 percent of all the manufacturers donating between 100 cigars to 5,000 cigars a month, wow a month and uh so you know we, we had to restart everything so the point of bringing those numbers up in 2017 by january our worst month ever we sent out 715 cigars so we went from 50,000 cigars for six solid months in 2016 to 700 cigars so it went wow. it was a complete turnaround we had to reshuffle a lot of stuff but again it, it helped us get refocused in, in more important areas like i said the stores the stores are what has saved our asses it's the people that come in and see the cigar box the donation humidor and they drop a cigar in at the events at the festivals uh you know, it's a lot of hard work, but, you know, every month we've made our numbers. We have never had to buy a single cigar. So it helps right. us with the money that we have to use the shipping and all the nickel and diming, as y'all can imagine, it goes into yep. everything from website. It just is amazing, all these little nickel dimes, what it adds up to every month. Sure. Uh, sure. And listen, we, we were real fortunate, I think it was like three years ago, roughly, because um, we, we've had our Gars for Gunners program for a long, long time. And, you know, for us, honestly, the hardest part was finding APOs and people to register because we would put it out there. Anybody in the military could sign up their APO to get a donation. But we couldn't get the data quick enough as, as the donations were coming in. And so, like, people would get doubled up because we had no more new people. So getting involved with you guys was great for us. Um 
that we could just now, I think we just, Alex, what do we do? We just sent about 650 cigars um, to you guys this week. Um, I think we did a video this week, yeah. um, but it's, it's great. And, you know, our Gars for Gunners program is, uh, it's a select, I think 15, 16 cigars that we switch up every uh, six months or so um, so that the troops can get a different variety, but it's cigars that we basically will let you add to your cart um, or simply just buy them outright if you want that uh, are at basically factory selling prices. I mean, our, our belief is always if you're going to donate cigars to the military, you shouldn't have to pay retail. doesn't make sense. So, you know, we're happy to sell them at, 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 you know, basically factory selling prices, not retail. And then we just box them up and every couple of months we send you guys a package. So um, that's been great for us because that's taken half the load off of us trying to figure out where to send them. And you guys only send them from what I understand, to active military um, people that, who are abroad. Is that correct? It's only deployed. So just to explain right. that, combat zones is first priority. Second priority is long-term deployments and long-term floats. So if you're sitting in Germany drinking beer, you're not going to get a scar from us. Uh, and that's pretty important. We have troops deployed all over the world. I mean, just in the Middle East, everybody says there's this huge drawdown. We still have over... You know, the numbers in Newsweek a few months ago was 30,000. So let's say there's been a short drawdown of 25,000. That's just the Middle East alone. You know, we got wow. Africa, which is nasty. Uh, and that's one of the things we do is combat zones. But we've also labeled certain areas in, in Africa because they're so bad as combat zones, even though uh, the U.S. doesn't consider them technically combat zones. So we do recognize some of those pretty nasty areas. And that you know, the floats are important. If you're on the ship and you're going to be out there for three months, yeah, you deserve a cigar. I did one week on a carrier, and that was the longest week in my life. So, if you're going to sit there on a on a ship for three months, you get a you get some good cigars. Uh, but you you brought a bit. That's mostly because, that's mostly because these are the people who really don't won't have access to get anything. Correct. It, it, the access they have is very limited. If, if they have any, it may be you know how do you stand? It may be. Uh, some other, you know, black market going on that you got to pay 10 times the cost and getting, you know, you never know, especially when you're talking about Cuban cigars, which is what you see predominantly overseas. Uh, you never know what, how much of those are counterfeited, et cetera. But you brought up a really important point, Abe, is that we have the ability because we have, we've had guys come back from getting our cigars while they're deployed and volunteered for us. And so that's been wow. a huge booster. So we can actually say we can verify every APO. A lot of people don't understand that just because you're an APO address doesn't mean you're actually in the military. Doesn't that mean you're actually in the U.S. military? Right. We have coalition forces. We have NATO, UN, et cetera. And then you have contractors embedded in. Uh, but then again, if I get cigars and I want to hand it over to my contractor, buddy, they're my cigars at that point once I receive them. So you'll see some photos that you'll see contractors sitting there smoking a cigar or Albanians and Canadians and British. But that's because that guy was generous enough or that gal was generous enough as out of cigars. Well, I just want to let all the listeners know if, if you visit smoking.com and, and you buy anything or you're there, check out our Gars for Gunners page for literally as little as $15. You could send a five pack to yeah. somebody who really deserves it. So, before we let you go, Storm, tell us a little bit about this coffee project you guys got. Yeah, I want to bring in I want to bring in Shad from Janice Coffee because oh, there we he, go. Uh, 
Here he is. Yeah, we, he is we've uh, had a, he's the partner in crime with the coffee side. We've been working on several projects coming up. And uh, like I said earlier, the coffee has been very important. Um, we did a three-year survey to find out exactly what the troops wanted. And that, that it was after we actually started. We found that cigars were overwhelmingly number one. But very close was number two was coffee. And uh, as a, I don't drink a lot of coffee, as me and Chad were talking about when we started this. So we had a lot of our board of directors and other volunteers that are coffee snobs big time. So we started passing the different flavors and getting notes back left and right and trying out this, trying out that. And we came up with two pretty good blends right off the bat. And uh, it's been pretty successful. What's really different and neat about this, one, it's a Cigars for Warriors coffee itself. But two, not only do we get proceeds that Chad has generously given to us from his company, he turned around and donates an additional eight ounce bag of coffee with everyone. So if Abe buys a bag, not only does Abe's name go on the bag itself, donated by Abe, Chad and his company turns around and bags another eight ounce bag and sends it to the troop, sends it to us to send to the troops. Wow. And that's uh, awesome. very generous, as you can imagine, when you're talking about boutique high-end coffee yeah yeah shad tell us a little bit about the the coffee itself what are the two roasts that you guys have so what we have going on is uh, a medium roast and a dark roast try to you know hit everybody's palate and their their choice in, in coffee and they're actually it's the same blend um we just roast it differently uh the medium roast is called honorable and the dark roast is loyalty and so like you said I, and i brought one actually this is what the troops will get is this an eight ounce bag? And then this was this was Storm's wonderful idea. On the back of the bag, it says uh, "special thank you to." And so, if Abe bought the bought the coffee, I would write Abe's name on there. So then the troops have a little person to thank and, and know who donated the coffee to them. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Where can they get the coffee? Um, they can get it on our website. It's www.januscoffeeroasters.com. Nice. Yeah. If you can't remember that, you can go to our website. We have it right on the front page. Yep. And you click the link and go straight to Chad's website. Perfect. Well, that's great. So every every eight ounce bag that you buy of, of the of those two coffees, you'll donate one overseas to, to deploy right. troops. Is that okay? Right. So they, they actually, and they can, when you order it, you can get it whole bean or I'll grind it for you. And it's what, what you purchase is a 12 ounce bag. What the troops okay. are going to get is an eight ounce bag, which I mean, after you grind it, this is probably going to give them eight, probably seven to eight pots of coffee that they'll be able to share uh, with the other troops at their, at their deployment sites. And it works great awesome. for us because it's a perfect fit for the size box we use. And uh, so the eight ounces was, you know, it, Chad was just generous. I just say, well, we're looking for eight ounces in every box. Now, in my mind, I'm thinking two bags. Just do a whole eight-ounce bag and just give it to you guys. So uh, that was pretty neat when he came up with that. And uh, we, we right off the bat, we sold a t they sold a ton of them. And we've already been shipping coffee to the troops with that particular brand on it. So it's pretty neat that way. Yeah, I think I just sent another box uh, full of bags down down to Florida to be shipped out. That's awesome. So if people want more information, they can go to the website on the screen now, cigarsforwarriors.com. Uh, there's also a link there to JaniceCoffeeRoasters.com where you can purchase the coffee. 
if you want to donate, um, you know, you can click the Gars for Gunners banner on smokein.com and they will uh, give you the details. And, and as Abe said, for as low as $15, you can send a five pack to uh, the troops overseas that are there fighting for us, for our freedom. So why the hell can't they have a cigar? Just want you to know, when we say a five pack for $15, we're not talking about some house brand or unknown something. That five pack is used by Agonorsa cigars. And they're right. all, they're all caught. We're sending these guys quality cigars to smoke. We're not, we're not, we don't got a bunch of, uh, you know, dollar bundles that we got on there. They're all brand name brands that you can send these guys because the last thing we want to do is give our service men and women, you know, <laughs> shot a <bad> cigar. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Well, hey, listen, we, Storm and Chad, thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, we also have a couple other projects coming out. Uh, with You'll see with Hiram and Solomon's uh, doing a cigar for cigar on Cinco de Mayo. And uh, 100% of proceeds are donated to CFW, and it's only for our donation centers. And so Great. if you're a donation center, you get the limited cigar. Chad is also working on a retail coffee for those shops that like selling coffee. It'll be just for cigars for warriors and only for the retail stores. You can't get it online or on his store. You can only get it at a cigar shop. Then on July 4th, we got a Caldwell cigar come out. And again, it's 100% of the proceeds going to CFW, which you can imagine, Abe knows, and that's very generous from manufacturer side to donate 100% of the cigar proceeds. Yeah. So, absolutely. Well, guys, it's an honor to have you on. And, uh, our listeners are, uh, I'm sure they're, if they didn't know about you already, they, they know about you now. So thank you so much, guys. Thanks, guys. Appreciate all you yeah, do. Thanks, guys. Take care. All right. Well, that's got, pretty cool. I got my good feels out of the way this morning. I, was yeah, yeah, I know. And now we're going to, now we're going to go to, uh, now we're going to go to the bad field. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting to see if he's making uh, old fashions, but without further ado, <laughs> you will bring on our meet your maker. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. It's time to meet your maker. A man who needs no introduction, ladies and gentlemen. Look at him. He looks like a star right there. He is a star. Mr. Juan Cancel of Protocol Cigars. Juan, welcome to KMA Talk Radio once again, sir. It is an honor to be here, and good morning to everybody watching. Uh, this is actually very early for me. I know for nor normal human beings, this is like uh, mid-morning. This is like, I'm, this might as well be five in the morning for me right now, but I'm a trooper, <laughs> and I'm here. And I just got home yesterday, like at six in the evening from my long drive. He did. He called me. From, we talked on the road. I was texting him while he was on the road, and then I stopped because I was like, wait a second, is he actually driving or is someone else driving? So listen, when I know people talk about driving to Florida, and some people like hate it, some people, you know, I actually love it like afterwards, but during, especially the last like four hours, I, you get really itchy. But uh, I love the freedom that it gives you. Like when you fly, you know, you have the X amount of days, whatever, four, four or five days, and you know, and that whole thing. But when you drive, like I extended it. I should have been back like Tuesday. I wasn't coming back home Friday because you extended. And I know a lot of people, like some retired cops, a uh, good friend of mine, uh, Mark Gaunt, he he moved down there to uh, to Tampa. So I stayed uh, a day with him, and it was awesome. And these are the kind of things that when you drive, 
you have you 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 can like you know move your schedule around as compared to when you fly. But it does kind of you know suck driving fifteen hours, sixteen hours, whatever it is. But I I kind of like it. So I got one one word for you. Yeah, watch that audiobook. <laughs> it works, bro. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, like, here's I'm, your whole book in a drive. Yeah, yeah. I actually was. I, I have an audio book for Game of Thrones. Uh, I was listening to that a little bit. Ah, I'm smoking the same thing actually. What, is that the Elliot Ness? Juan, oh, when man. when you drive, are you this just thing 90, is fine. 95, 95 straight up. Ninety five straight up to my. It's not even funny. Ninety five straight. It's yeah. like one big long. It's like a, you see on the GPS. I got the ways. You see a right. thousand something miles. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. So and a few thing, hours, I don't look at it too much, but I, I, you know, you start looking, and you start to count at 800, 500, 400. The last 100 miles, you're like, oh, my God, I wish I could just be there. The, okay. thing, well, about and then the, last, the thing about that drive is this. The entire drive, everything, if you've never made that drive, everything depends on D.C. Yep. When you, hit, you can either add four hours or not, depending mm -hmm. on what time you hit D.C. Correct. That drive. The entire yeah, drive yeah. depends on D.C. You need to plan. So when I when I drive up, which is more frequent now, but we you have to plan when you're going to hit D.C. based oh, yeah. on when you leave. And then for me, I have to plan when I'm going to hit the city. So I, I can't I can't hit D.C. during rush hour traffic and I can't hit Manhattan during rush hour traffic right. or Staten Island because I, I, I bypass the city. Yeah, you, you could definitely bypass Manhattan if you cut through Staten Island, go to Verrazano. But yeah. but but rush hour traffic over there, man. Is Absolutely. Still the Staten Island Expressway is a, is a disaster over there. It's I, it's taken me six hours to get across there before. Oh, God. So what was some of the interesting stops you had? Yeah, there you go. Did you stop at south of the border? That's the real question. I did not. Um, I decided to do a night drive because there's less people driving there. There's a um, lot of Chinese massage parlors on the way. <laughs> Are there really? But they're closed at night. They're closed at night. No, they're not. They're called big letters. Spa. Mm. That's <laughs> the truth. Spa. And in very small letters in the bottom, you can't see. It says "Happy Ending." <laughs> <laughs> did you did you have any spa time for yourself on the drive up? Zero. I actually decided <clears throat> I did a night night drive because I like I want to do the bulk of my. Really, it was great. I think we started at ten in the morning or something like that, and I started a boom and ten in the morning. I mean, ten at night, and I I got around here, and I started slowing down. Went to go visit my sister and stuff like that, but. The night drive is a lot better. Like it's it's a little scary because I'm terrified of deer. By the way, and I don't know if Florida have deer, but every time I'm driving down deer, <laughs> north I'm, no north North Florida has deer, but oh, as yeah. weird that you're terrified of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm a city kid. I was, I was born and raised in Brooklyn. No, but listen, I'm a city kid, born and raised in Brooklyn. I didn't move out of the city until I was in my late twenties. I didn't move out here to the country where I am now in West West Bubba F, but uh. <laughs> like until my late thirties, out here you seeing deer all over the place. The worst you yeah. can see in the city is a rat, and if you go over it, hey, it's no big deal. You know, you keep driving. But <laughs> speaking of deer, like I just bought my daughter a car, and she didn't have the car five days, not even five. It was like three days, and a deer came out of nowhere and totaled the freaking car. It's crazy, the deer. Oh no, yeah. yeah, she's fine, thank God. But I'm the one that I have to deal with the whole loss of the car. It's a big pain in the butt. But deers terrify me, yeah, and it's so they'll funny. Destroy like, your car. They will. And then yeah. I have at least I have a Highlander, which is a pretty big, you know, SUV from Toyota. I got her a, a little Corolla uh hybrid. It's a little and I got in and I've been driving big cars for so long, so I'm a big guy. 
I had to like climb down into this car. I was like, I don't know how people could drive like this, but it's so small. Like, and the deer is actually, I drove by the deer today. I look at it and I cursed it. I was like, you mother. <laughs> it's, still, it's still dead there. It still hasn't, nobody's moved it, but I'm, this deer caused this car to get total, which sucks. Oh, no. Again, thank God that she's okay. By yeah, the way, one of my favorite coffee cups, by the way. Now that you mention this coffee cup, I know Abe. Hold it up. Hold it up, one. So I continue. want you guys to see this the Abe size of this it. thing. Hold on. Let me yeah. move out the way. It's as big as your head. You see this? It's the it's as big as my head. But when Abe drinks at it, drinks from it, it looks like a teacup. Like he can put his pinky up and hold it with two fingers. That's the size I of this man's hand. I did not know it was that big because when he holds it, it looks like Yeah, he's like this. Cup. He has two fingers and he has a he's like this. You think it's an espresso cup. Just think a whole like a whole meal in here. This guy's drinking like like this. That's two cups of coffee in a cup for real. Yeah, this is a lot. I actually, while COVID was happening, I was drinking four of these a day of Spanish coffee. Wow. Like you're not you're not thinking. You're at home. COVID's happening. You're not traveling. The size of the thing. Throughout the day, I drink four of these Spanish coffee. Not not the American drip. We're talking about the espresso. So two months later, your blood pressure goes up twenty. A thousand percent. I go to. I, this is exactly what happened. I was doing that and about like a bottle and a half of wine a day, and I'm thinking oh, I'm great. Blah, blah blah. Doctor says, Mike, out. Your blood pressure is like through the roof. I'm gonna have to give you pills. I'm like I've never had high blood pressure. Thank God. I'm like for real, doc. He goes, yeah. What are you doing? Are you are like he jokes around. He goes, you doing coke? I'm like nah. It must be the coffee. <laughs> and I did. I've always been terrified, like, and I've always said this. My three vices are cigars, coffee, and of course alcohol. And I always would say to myself, God forbid, I develop some sort of medical condition where I can't do any one of them. And I, and I would always say coffee would be the last one I'd give up because I just love coffee. So I was terrified about switching over to decaf because to me, decaf is like drinking non-alcoholic beer. You know, it's like, but well, why bother? What's the and point? What's the point exactly? What's the point? So. I, I, st I went, I was like, I said, I, I don't want to give up cigars. I don't want to, I don't want to have a, you know, cause with high blood pressure later on comes strokes and all kinds of kidney flares. So I was like, I got to get this under control. So I went and switched over to decaf coffee and I thought it was going to be the most horrendous thing ever, but it's actually not bad. If you get a, one of, like a, you know, a, speaking of coffee, like we were doing before, if you get a good quality decaf coffee, you can't really taste the difference. So I wanted to see if it was more of a taste thing I was going to miss or the caffeine. And, I've been now off the caffeine for at least two or three weeks. I'm starting to level off a little bit more, thank God. But the coffee, like I'm drinking decaf right now, doesn't really taste like anything. I mean, I don't taste a difference really. Yeah, try to make sure you never get on that blood pressure medication. Mm -hmm. No bueno. I hear bad things about it. I hear. Really and then getting bad off yeah. of it, right? You'll never get off of it. Is the Correct. problem? Even if no, you can. Can you? It's a lot of work. You can. Okay. You can. Take so what I was thinking, because I was thinking, because I was on keto. And I was just at home. I was just, I was doing a lot of like steak and like spinach and just, I was frying my eggs and, and like, like, you're just home. So I'm cooking two times a day and you know, you're in the road, you eat little pieces of twig here and there. But, uh, I was like, I was eating like major steak, like steaks for breakfast, steak for dinner. And I'm thinking my, my blood pressure is high. My, my cholesterol must be off, off the charts when I got my blood work. But cholesterol was low, so I'm like, oh, this has to be the coffees. I figured it might be my, my, you know, the blood pressure would come from from a lot of cholesterol. Your arteries are clogged, this and that, but it's definitely from the coffee. So Coop's, I'm, I'm Coop's got a lot of balls saying he needs to talking up your, William uh, Cooper, game. William Cooper talking about coffee standards. A guy who thinks Taco Bell is fine cuisine. <laughs> <laughs> Whataburger is a five star restaurant. Yeah, I see all where he goes. This is, 
in, in the jerky thing. I was going to say, Coop lost all food credibility. Yeah, we, sure. yeah we know his standards. Out. Coop is Coop is actually on early today, just so you know. He's, I can see him flailing in the background. <laughs> Stick to cigars, Coop. Stick to cigars. Has his ankle healed up or nah? Asking for what a his ankle. He stepped right, on a pebble. He stepped on a pebble on his, and he 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 went through some, uh, I guess, some off road, like a gravel filled uh, road, and like tripped or cracked his ankle or something. Cool. Here's to a speedy recovery, pal. <laughs> he's he's cheers and oh no, he's got his crutches there now. Okay. He's holding up his crutches. crutches. So I guess he's not healed. He's not healed yet. Oh, Coop's on crutches. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about, uh, we just had a great release this past, uh, weekend with, with the taser, uh, Abe, congratulations on, uh, you know, well, first of all, thank you for, for hosting us. We can, that, that right there, look, just mini taser. What is, what is that? that? I would have done. So for those of guys, this hurts, this hurts. Just so you know, I accidentally got myself with it once. This hurts almost as bad as a taser. I've been tased before. Uh, so, so listen, somewhere along the line, so we had this release with the taser, and that was, you know, with Dojo, great release. Long story short, 500 bundles sold out. Thank you, Abe, for uh, believing in us and, and letting us doing it with you guys. It was awesome. That worked but, for you, bro. We just showed up for the party, man. But, um, and speaking of work, I want to give a shout out before I have it right here. Tim McCabe. Tim McCabe. For the marketing of that taser, he did some great videos, and Tim okay. McCabe is just a regular okay. dude out there, a great supporter of this show, great supporter of Protocol, and he did a bunch of these videos, and he's like a wizard, this guy. I don't know what he does for a living. I think he works in the healthcare, but his side note is he does some great stuff, so uh, some great, like, you know, videos and stuff, so he did some videos that put my head, it was just amazing stuff, but Tim McCabe, thank you, pal. I appreciate everything you do. But uh, for some strange reason, like Abe had like it was hot in the pants to tase me. And the thing is, there's this monstrous lightsaber and you hit it and the whole room cracks. Like everybody stops and look at this thing. It's like, I ain't, I'm not getting tased. There's no way. They all told me you were getting tased. It sold out. And let me let me just throw something out there. The fact that you were in law enforcement for many years, yeah. uh, all my buddies that that are in law enforcement have that's part of their training at the academy. I've been so I've been so blessed. I didn't. I went through <laughs> two academies: the NYPD Academy and the Port Authority Academy. Port Authority, e yeah. e neither one of those maced us, which I'm so happy about. So I never. I, another cop maced me during like a scuffle, not on purpose, but. You know, you mace the guy and then wind blows. And so I've gotten maced before, don't get me wrong, but never during training. And the taser thing, I got on the NYPD in 98. I don't think they had a taser back then. And then I moved over to the Port Authority in 2002, and nobody had, no, no officers had tasers. It's today, today's law enforcement, where everybody has a taser. So I guess, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Do you have to get tased or not? I guess, to, I don't know. I don't, I don't really see the, the need of it, but thank God I, I, I dodged so that bullet. Here's my question to you, then. If you were still in law enforcement today and they came up to you and said, all right, well, it's your turn. You got to get tased. What do you do? I'm going to uh, say be that. Be real. Be real. I'm t this is what I would really do. I would develop some sort of heart issue and try to go out, you know, disability or something like that. <laughs> you would really go that far to get nah, out of the case. Nah, nah. I would, I would, I would sit there and get, if, if it was a necessity and I was still on there, I would let them tase me. But now with that monstrosity you wanted to tase me with, it was like a lightsaber. I'll take Paul's. Paul's is nice. I even told, I was, hey, I was like, hey, you're so hot to tase me. Let's get an empty lighter, right? One of the, with the, now, a little spark. Without any gas, I put my finger on it. You could spark me, and then, and then we're even. But what is that thing, Paul? Show that again. Is that an actual? Is that a lighter, or was that an actual? Oh, it's like a lighter. lighter. 
from from one of my clients, survivalfrog.com. It's a lighter. It's called a Tesla lighter. That's okay. false home defense. But it's, Holy it's also, shit. That is... It does hurt, though. It's it's not the same as a taser. I have been tased before. Wait, Paul, touch it. Let's see what happens. No, I'm not touching it now. Come I on. Come on. It burns come on for the show. Ball. Just pull, put your finger here, on here. it. Come on. There come you on, go. Paul. No, come on. <laughs> come on. Hey, if you had that, I would definitely... I would let you tase me with that Paul, do it for the show. Do it for the for the ratings. Everybody starts right tase. Everybody right tase. I'm going to cry. I don't want to cry. Come on. That's even better. That's even better. Just low, low, low charge. John Barron, John Barron had to eat live roaches and take gut punches and paddles from dominatrices. I don't want to do it. Touch the spark. I'm telling you, just it really do it. Hurts. Do it. Come, come on, Paul. Come on, just do it quick. Just touch. Do it. Just, like, just, Who just wants a tip. Paul, do it. Come yeah, on. Everybody, everybody's Paul. with Paul. it. Everybody's Paul. with it. This is your chance to gain back your manhood, Paul. Yes, I'm, sir. I'm just going. I'm just going to go like this, right? Yes. Touch it. It's got to be. I'm just going to go. Quick, yeah, fast. Yeah, just have it running, and he just quick tip. <laughs> Thank oh. you, Paul. <laughs> How bad was it, Paul? Tell the viewers. It was, it was, I mean, it hurt. Did you see the spark? Oh, oh yes. my god! Did it go up? Oh, like the guy said, did it go up your hand and then like a knife, and it kept going through your this heart? This isn't like, the same. This isn't the same uh, wattage or voltage. I don't know what makes that happen. The, when I used to do, I used to do a, a an improv show that was um, it was supposed to be modeled after a Japanese game show, and we had this uh, this beautiful young lady. Uh, I can't remember her name, but I was in love with her. It was a long time ago. Anyway, uh, uh, Noriko, Noriko Sato. That sounds pretty. Yeah, she was gorgeous. And she would punish the guys when we would mess up in the improv. So at the end, if you were the winner of the game, you got punished the most. So they would either put a dog collar, a dog shock collar around your neck. And when they didn't like the impressions you were doing, when they called out impressions, they would shock you. Or if they just didn't like what you did and overall they're like, well, he's the winner, but he's the loser. She would take one of those ones like Abe had, except it it was like a more legit one and tase you. And you could choose if you wanted it in the arm or the butt. So Ooh. I've only been tased in the butt cheek, but it it hits there and it burns there and it goes Ooh. straight down your legs and you feel your whole body just drops. So I've been tased maybe four times. It was not as bad as that, but that that oh hurt actually intentionally I, doing it. I got hit by um... lightning. No. <laughs> I got not one ten, but I got hit by two twenty. I think once in the grocery store, I was messing with one of the freezers. Man, it like literally threw me across the aisle. Yeah, that's wow. no joke. It, yep. threw, it literally there was milk on one side, frozen food on the other, and I I, I was working on the frozen case, which was two twenty. It literally I, I ended up basically against the milk. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was bad. So I, I was never been tased, but I got a pretty good shot. Oh, that's that's just as bad. Then I've been electrocuted before too. I yeah. was an electrician for three months of my life. But the thing that uh, the Abe you know, had, that one was violent. We used to have a segment with John, the old producer, uh, Shock Collar Trivia, mm. where he would wear a dog collar. I have and, one. And, and every time he didn't get an answer right, it, we'd shock him, and it would go up incrementally. Oh, Lord. Yes. The highest, the highest is rough, man. It's, it's, not, it's not a joke. But all right, there you go. You got that out of me. I'm feeling weak now. Everybody <laughs> applaud. Everybody will hear him. Everybody applause. I'll do a toast. Uh, <laughs> Don't worry, guys. That clip will be up on our Facebook page. 
somebody's, somebody's, you know, Tim McCabe's gonna grab that little and loop it, and you're gonna see that whole movie. He's just gonna loop it. It's gonna yeah, be a I great video. Come on while you were doing the show, I, I thought I was watching the whole thing. It was, it was awesome, man. I, I enjoyed, I just enjoyed watching Eric, Abe, uh, Eric Espinosa as well, and and Juan just chatting. Like it, it was, it was a fun event. Even though I think you were. You were sold out at that point, right? Yes, we were. But I, told I, you I don't have awesome. control, Paul, but you got to put Andrew McCree's comment up. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, wow. wow. That's harsh. Wowzers. That's harsh. Wowzers. He, I, I love Alan, the fake Alan Rubin, but he really does uh, drain the energy in the room when you start talking to him. He's he is. He's listening now. <laughs> I love you. I love you, and I love to get my 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 energy drained from you. But you know, you are you know draining. But that's a good draining, uh, though. Curtis, I I would put it on. We have one for dog barking, but it's a super low wattage, and I've actually, you can't make it go off without a real dog bark right above it. And I've been shocked by it, and it this was way worse than the dog collar. Way worse. The dog collar just feels like a vibration. I actually, I actually arm. want to tease myself with that just to see how weak that really is. <laughs> so this one, I'll bring it. I'll bring it to your house. We just have to bring my dog so that she'll bark. So no, wait. no, no, no. He's talking about the lighter. So the, one oh, the lighter. Do, hold yeah. on, hold on, Paul. So you put the the shock collar on. That's what you're saying. I put it on my arm and I made the dog bark. Oh, I thought I you would, put it like I on your neck right. and use it as a toy. That's what I thought you were saying. I have, but, but I have as a bedroom toy. Yes, as a bedroom toy, yes, a bedroom toy <laughs> to be politically correct. No, no, give her, I don't you like give pain. her the control. She'd be like, meh, meh. <laughs> I don't, I don't like pain. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna put a bandaid on this later. <laughs> I'm what? Show I'm us your mark. Show us your hand. No, there's, yeah. there's no mark. You're such no a mark. baby. That bump there. That's that's a burn. I, I, thought was a callus. I thought it was a callus. I thought it was a callus. Paul doesn't have calluses. He doesn't work with it. Oh, he uses baby lotion? Yeah. This is the left yeah. hand. But this this is the, the baby fine oh, you, hand. So you don't use both? Sometimes a little strange. <laughs> sometimes a little strange is good. Absolutely. Listen, sometimes, you gotta have, sometimes you got to have a side piece. You got the right arm as your regular, and the left hand is, you know, the side piece to kind of make, make it interesting. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, Chrissy. Leave Chrissy's uh, my girl. Your, your oh. fans are... Uh, but meanwhile, Chrissy and Curtis are probably sitting next to each other at their shop. Yes, they, a thousand percent they are. They, they have yeah, this in a big she's screen. She's like, oh, give him, give Paul a hard time. Give Paul. And then she's like, oh, leave him alone. Yeah, Curtis, tell him to put the shot collar <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. <laughs> are you, are, is there, uh, uh, Alex, were you smoking? Uh, uh, Sir Robert, I mean, Elliot Ness, Maduro? Yes. Yeah, na natural. A natural. Uh, um, Abe, is that a, ma a Maduro or a natural? Maduro. Yeah, I love no, this Maduro. No, no, this no, Maduro. That's what I want to try. I want to try the Maduro. This Maduro is fire, man. This Maduro is unreal. So, you yeah, know, this Maduro. This one was natural. Yeah. This Maduro is is fire. So, I wanted to do from from, from even like when we first started, I I when we first started, like the first one I wanted to do, I just love Connecticut Broadleaf. So, I'd ask Eric, this and this is going on 6 years ago. I'm like, "Eric, can we do something with Connecticut Broadleaf?" And Eric was like, "Bro, bro, bro." Do something else. It's too hard to get. And I knew that Drew Estate buys probably 95% of the Connecticut Broadleaf. They, they just got the first, they, they just got that locked down. So I actually reached out to John. I was like, John, you, think, you know, this is way, back when John was still, you know, that was, it was his company. And you've and known John for years, right? You said you met Years him prior. Even, I'm, I'm yeah. prior to even having a company. Um, yeah, you told that story. Yeah, and he was like, yeah, I'll, I'll send you some. It never happened. And it, and it was just, I was like, you know, just forget it. Let's just do what we got. 
But this time on the uh, Elliot Ness, I really wanted. I was like, listen, I, we got to do something with some Broadleaf. I love Broadleaf. Can we do anything? And Hector was telling me, listen, it's just virtually impossible to get. Even like guys like AJ can't get it. He said, but I'll tell you what, AJ was like so, and, and, and for those of you that know AJ, AJ is a real big, uh, he's, an, he's another alpha male. You know, he's not, he doesn't want to be second to anybody. So AJ, AJ was like, screw this. I'm going to grow it myself. So he actually grew the uh, Connecticut broadleaf seed in Nicaragua. And this is what the, this wrapper is. And it is absolutely fantastic. Uh, Alex, you, you smoked it. What do you think of the, the, the double Corona? You smoked it? I did. I did. It's it's very good. Yeah, you can definitely, uh, you know, taste that broadleaf. It doesn't have that that kind of pepper bite. It has more of that, that broadleaf, dark chocolate, coffee type note. It is exquisite. Well, on that, on that note, and on the word phenomenal, uh, we're going <laughs> to take a quick short break. We're going to have more with Juan Cancel uh, after this, and we're going to see, uh, we're going to have uh, Juan take part in our As the Record Spin segments right after this. Keep it lit. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. Celebrating 85 years of success, the Monte Cristo 1935 anniversary is a tribute to the outstanding accomplishments Monte Cristo has achieved since the brand's inception. This cigar comes from the creative minds of Rafael Nadal, AJ Fernandez, and the group at Maestros. It is a full-body Nicaraguan puro that pays homage to the original tobaccos used in the very first Monte Cristo cigar. Flavor notes you'll detect while smoking are pepper, cedar, and chocolate, all of which pair perfectly with a cappuccino. No matter what four sizes you pick, this classic smoke will send you on a trip down memory lane and all the way back to 1935. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. Oh, hi. It's that time again, I guess when I take my little wine break and a uh, little cigar break and talk to you a little bit about our friends over at Bonner Private Wines. Now, as you know, I like to do things the classy way. So of course, smoking jacket and uh, a little bit of wine from our friends at Bonner Private Wines. You know, these guys, they send the wine directly to your house, but it seems simple, but it's really not because it comes from these remote areas in Argentina, thousands and thousands of miles up in the mountains. Uh, one of their wines is from one of the highest vineyards in the world, actually the third highest vineyard in the world at 8,950 feet. It's called Sunal. It is a perfect pairing with a uh, with a nice Maduro Elliott Ness, actually, because it's got that creamy chocolatey flavor to it. There's no bite to it, no additives to it. So as a KMA uh, listener and viewer, you get to take advantage of a special deal they offer a discount at kmawines.com. They also give you a discount on the shipping, which is probably the most expensive part. So check it out. It's kmawines.com. You can talk to our friends over at Bonner Private Wines and have a, a little classy moment with me. Maybe we can get on the whereby, smoke some fine cigars, maybe uh, you know, put on a fedora, feel like classy gentlemen and, and gentle ladies, and enjoy some Bonner Private Wines. That's kmawines.com. Back to you, Abe. Well, I do have to say, Peter Hololinko, if I said your name right, called it. I wonder if Paul will have pre-recorded it this week, which we've discussed from day one. And Paul, working at home, doesn't have time to pre-record a segment. I really thought you'd have a little more initiative and get your Broadway and be a little creative with these segments. But That was pre-recorded. 
That was not pre-recorded. There's no way he did it in two seconds. He threw the rope. Yeah, he does. I'm going to ask the big question. That why, why would you, why wouldn't you just edit it down instead of you walking up to the camera all? Wait, 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 wait. Mm. And one one thing, one little thing, Paul. You, you had you had the robe, the fedora. You were very refined looking. And the bed. Um, you could have made the bed. Yeah, you made let me see bed. your bed. I'll you record it. it actually, you know, well, let me tell you, my, the, camera my wife, the I don't want to. Yeah, I have some yeah. shit on there. The shot collar in the bed still right now. Yeah, yeah, that was the exact position it was in that shot. <laughs> no, it was this. Yeah, that was no, this. In the same corner of the bed. The bed was made, and the dog was on there, and I threw a bunch of stuff on there because I, I, I put my whole wardrobe out to decide what I was going to wear. So now but, she's uh, she ran away. Look, they're bo- both dogs are on the bed right now. Hold on, I'll show you. But no, I gotta be serious. Broad Paul's always talking about his Broadway shit and the shit he's doing. I figure here it is. I give him a segment. I give him a creative idea. I say make it cool. I'm thinking this guy's gonna put a little effort, run with this. Maybe some cool settings out by the pool, by a palm tree during a sunset. We get nothing. We get unmade bed every morning. We still get this at the end of the video. Yeah, and we get this. <laughs> <laughs> And, and he's working from home. Oh my god, working from home is busy. Work, I was going to ask. I was going to no ask. Pride. So, no pride in your work. No wonder so you're not. You just did that now, or was already? It was. Pre- you just no, did it now. No, it now. He did. Okay, so the, I was going to ask. Did you have clothes on? I'm going to ask the question everybody was wondering and afraid to ask. Were you naked under the robe? No, he but just I, threw it over that shirt. Got you. All right. No, but, I threw it over this. I right, got you. All right, you listen. I mean, if it, if it helps you, it makes you happy. Yes, I was naked under the robe. Yes. Somebody says refined as sandpaper. Great, great. Thank you, Evan Darnell. I just really thought you'd really appreciate that segment and run with it. No, I I do, I do. Zero zero effort. Zero effort. That's not zero effort. I got all the costume props. I have a really cool one that I'm saving. Zero effort. I thought that was actually kind of cool. I'm gonna give you on this one. Well, I'm gonna give it to you. I thought it was cool. I thought it was done. Samaywines.com. I thought it was done well. It was. I, I thought it was. Done. Order stuff. Are they not sending us any more samples? <laughs> hint, I don't know. Hint. I can ask. I, I can gotta, ask. I got to place an order for some. Anyways, Juan, we have a a segment that is sponsored by Avo Cigars. It's called "As the Record Spins," and I have a question for you right after. All the right, end. I'm excited. All right, Juan. Here's a question from our good friend Eddie Guerra, specifically for you. Wow. You ready? Oh. Yeah, I'm ready. If you could build a fantasy team of five players, right, based on music, what five artists would you choose? Ooh, join that's... your fantasy team. Ooh, that's a great. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to put. Uh, alive or dead, it doesn't matter. Maybe we should have got Coop on for this segment so he could refute all his answers. Oh, I, I got right. I got a bone to pick with some of Coop's music thing going on, but that's, that's <laughs> Coop is Coop is on now. If you want me to bring him in, well, wait a minute. We need we need Wands five. Okay, go ahead. I'm Juan. gonna I, I'm alive I'm, 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 I'm alive or dead. Perfect. I'm gonna put uh, Bob Marley. I'm gonna put Frank Sinatra. 
I'm going to put Notorious B.I.G. I'm going to put. Very politically correct for you so far. You're hitting all the. Yeah. No, these are. These are uh, very if you multicultural. Look, if, you look very my, multicultural. if you look at my. These are people on my playlist that I have hundreds of. And one thing about Bob Marley, like anytime I'm messed up in the head, I put his, his, his legend CD on and or that. The so album that ninety percent of the time. Yes, pretty much, and I, yeah, it's great. So let's see who else I so would got put three. in there. I got three. Um, I'm gonna put in there. Um, why not put D Martin? I also I also like D Martin a lot, but he now nah, he would fall another Frank Sinatra thing. So leave that alone. Let's do Prince. I do Prince as well. And then uh, finally, who else I really like? Uh, I like this guy. What's his name? Um, Styles. I forget, he sings um, um, strawberry, strawberry Sugar. I like that guy's vocals a lot. Um, I don't know if it's AJ Styles. No, AJ Styles, I got to work with you guys. Uh, I forget the guy's name. Henry Styles. AJ what Smokes. is it? AJ Smokes. No, Henry Styles. Henry Styles. I think it might be Henry Styles. He, he sings Watermelon Sugar. That'll be my... Uh, my daughters listen to him. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, literally. Up, but. So listen, I got four solid ones and one, you know, one. Right. You, gotta have a, you gotta have a Harry Styles. Harry, Harry Styles, that's it. And Harry Styles. Isn't he? He's from that band. One is he's from like one of those girl he's bands. He's from that right? band called One Direction. Yeah, yeah One Direction. <laughs> Yo, speaking of that one thing, Alex, that was phenomenal. Where I actually shout out to Eddie Guerrero. I, I, he was beautiful, beautiful enough to host me at his office in Davidoff of Geneva in Tampa. A lot of jokes saying I, people they allowed me in there, but it was, it was you know, the whole place was quarantined. There's only like five people in the whole building, and I was I was able to go in there. Thank you, Eddie, for that great time with with Eddie that Eddie's day. Eddie's a great guy. I love how I love the contrast in the dress. Absolutely, Eddie's, this guy's like Eddie's you know, all refined Miami. Yeah, and and you know and and then Juan's in, in like a a sleeveless uh, yeah a sleeveless Under Armour shirt. Yeah, pretty much, and some uh, gray camos. You know, it was yeah. great. And uh, but what 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 and I also visited uh, Juan Lopez at Gurkha headquarters and that place. If you guys never been there, they got a room on like on the second floor. That's like this a monstrosity. I can't it. In the back room behind the wall. Yeah, he, he starts walking to the bookshelf and I'm like, where? The, and I'm looking for like, what is he? I'm like, is Juan Lopez gonna be gangster? And is he gonna like pull a book and a door's gonna? Is this what's gonna happen? And he freaking pushed the thing. I was like, oh my god. Oh, that was that's a great, amazing. He's got this beautiful, in the office, he's got this bookcase. It looks like it belongs in Wayne Manor, you know, in Bruce Wayne's Manor and stuff. All he, all, what he should do is have that, that like, what is it, Mozart's head, whoever it was, Beethoven's, and you open up the thing, press the button, and that thing opens up. That would be amazing. It's just weird comic book so they, reference. They have but, a hidden room behind Yeah, it. a hidden room behind It's crazy. They got a full wall there. So You, you know what's funny? That I, my wife and I just looked at a house like a couple miles from where you are, Abe, and they had a hidden room like that. It was in like it's a, a kid's house. bedroom. It's a bad house. Why do you say that? Because you'll be closer. Oh, because it's too close? <laughs> <laughs> Abe no, said he talked to his HOA. They won't allow me in. Yeah. Alex, what you did with the Juan thing, that was funny because Juan Lopez is one of my favorite guys. He's a good, good, good dude, but you, put like, you know, do all your Juan puns. It's pretty funny. Good yeah, job, Alex. Good ones in there. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. If anyone has any new wand puns, go to Smoke In Social, find that post, and uh, give us your best wand pun. We, we yeah. do like to have fun in that group, I tell yeah. you. Oh yeah. Do you do you want Coop to comment on on Juan's uh, musical choices? Bring him in. Yeah, bring him in. Let's bring him. I want to comment on Coop's musical choices. My All friend right, Coop. Coop. Hey, what's up, what's Coop, up did guys? You, did you get the Elliot Ness Maduros I sent? Yeah, I did. Um, and I'm gonna concur, Juan. 
the I smoked a double. Uh, yeah, I smoked a double crown. I haven't smoked the ones you sent yet, but right. th- that Maduro. Um, I've been a little critical of the Nicaraguan broadleaf. Um, right. I just think it's, it hasn't been there yet. Without a doubt, that was the best. That was the best representation I've had of the Nicaraguan broadleaf to date. And I'm not, and that's on the record. I'm saying that. Nice. Wow. It really was a good cigar. I mean, I think that Nicaraguan broadleaf is going to take off as as it's worked with more. Don't get me yes. wrong, but th- that was really. Really tasty cigar. And, and the natural, excellent cigar as well. Yeah. The coupe has spoken. There it yep. is. Coop, am I, what, am I, am I making world, it in the top 30? Coop, I'm just putting it out there. In what world does Elvis Presley beat Prince in any musical bracket? I, you tell, you tell me that. You tell me in, that. In I agree. World. I agree with you. We put Coop. the bracket out there, and that's uh, the voting went towards Elvis Presley by well, a large margin. Insanity. There's no well, Paul. There's I agree. No I, I agree. You can make. Listen, the only, I'll tell you the only yeah. argument to that would be that that Elvis paved the way for artists like Prince. True. Okay. So I'll give me, you that. So Prince was really an interesting character in the 80s growing up. And Juan, you may remember this. Prince yes. was like the antithesis to Michael Jackson. Yes. He was that's how he was positioned. So there was He a was the adult of, version of Michael Jackson like right, right. very sexual, hypersexual, you know, high heels, fr- frilly, you know, shirts. Beethoven Church, right, yeah. right, yeah. Um, and, you know, there was this rivalry, and I think there was always a, a lot of anti-Prince because of that rivalry. But also this Purple Rain is the best album that was released in the 1980s Absolutely. by far. One, and the movie is fantastic. Purple Rain might might be one of the best songs ever. Purple, Purple yeah. Rain could be a little more volume. Here's, yeah. here's, the, th- here's the deal. Got right. it. Prince makes an album, right? He plays every instrument on the damn album. Yep. Mm-hmm. He does every damn vocal yep. and writes every damn song. Yep. Elvis, on the other hand, writes no songs. Right. Barely plays the guitar and piano, and literally is just a whitewashed Chuck Berry. So, and Alex, I'm in a total agreement. We do this thing, just so you know, Abe. It's called Battle of the Bands. It was we had it before your Battle of the Bands. We do it on the Jukebox Show. Just it's like an NCA bracket tournament, right? Of 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 artists. And what Alex is referring to is it was a matchup between uh, Prince and Elvis Presley, and. Elvis Presley just destroyed Prince, which shocked me as well. Just down a smidge, Coop. There yeah, you go. yeah, I got it now. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> he went from one extreme to the other. That's Coop. One extreme to the other. Yep. yep. Hey, Coop. Speaking of extremes, what do you think of my uh, my five the, the, the Magic Band of the five? I, read, I read have them here. Read them again. Read them. Yeah. Yep. Bob Marley. Bob Marley. Frank, Frank Sinatra. Sinatra. Um, Biggie Smalls. Uh, Biggie Smalls. Prince. Harry Styles and Prince. Yeah. And Harry Styles. Yeah. Harry Harry Styles and Biggie Smalls. I'll probably say no. Okay. I could imagine Biggie Smalls well, the other, doing some yeah. sort of hook in the in the song. Like I could imagine them. You have Bob Marley in the background. We just got to figure out who be the the one that's going to be the main singer. But and uh, the that, best yeah. part of that band is that Prince will actually play every instrument. Yes. Absolutely. Bob Marley is great too. Yeah. Yo, know, Bob Marley, he's like the he's like the Godfather of reggae. I mean, he you know really what's insane about genre. Bob Marley? Yeah. So I, on XM they have a Bob Marley station, and every song on there is from a, a Marley son. They had all the I don't know how many sons he had, but I know he had a lot. They all sound like him. And I'm listening. I'm like, I never heard this Bob Marley song. I look on my screen, and it's actually like a Ziggy Marley or somebody else. It's amazing how that man's voice transcends and, and, and flows through all his kids. They it's almost it's eerie how it is. He, he, all his kids sound all, all his male sons was you're gonna have a male son, but all his sons uh, sound like him. 
Yeah. It's pretty all impressive. His, all his male sons. Yeah, yeah it made no sense. As but... opposed to his female yeah. son. Well, yeah, in today's day and age, that might actually be okay. Sadly. Yeah, yeah. sadly, yeah. yeah. It is true. Yeah. It is true. But, Alex, I'm in agreement with you. I, it wasn't me. It, that wasn't my choice. The voters spoke on that. I mean, I agree. You're not getting an argument from me on that. That's the same way we got Joe Biden. Coop, what are you smoking <laughs> there, pal? Paddy wagon. Wow. Oh, beautiful. Wow. Yeah, paddy wagon. What do you think of the paddy wagon, uh, Coop? I'm, uh, this, you'll see the review on Monday, and you're going to be very happy with it. It's, oh, a, very nice. it's, it's a really good cigar. Um, I, I, I really like this cigar a lot. Uh, it's probably um, a great representation. This is San Andreas, and it's That's a great, rep- great representation of what San Andreas should be. Yes. Yeah. Why is as the record spins presented by Avo coming up now? Sorry. <laughs> so, Juan. Yes, us, sir. Tell us about this. I mean, we're, we're, three of us are smoking the Elliot Ness. Tell us about this Lawman series and how it came about. Sure, that's a great. Uh, and, and, and where are you going with it? All right. So, um, year five or our fifth release onto the market, we wanted to do something different. Um, by the time. Our fifth release was coming out. We already had the Protocol Blue. We had the Red Probable Cause. We had the Gold Themis. And we had the Fisherman's Conduct. And when you look at all that, each of those projects are unique in themselves. And the, some of the artwork we did, but there's a there's a, definitely a, a uniformity to everything. Everything looks uniform. Everything has it's an unfinished wooden box. It has the P on there. And it, each of them has their own little thing to make them unique. But there's a uniformity. So we, have, we had a certain look going on. And for our fifth release onto the market, we wanted to just spin it, spin it over and just do something totally different. And we were always, we wanted to be kind of different. And this is a very modern looking, you know, design, this P with this endless kind of P. It's, when you look at it, it's really, you know, new wave, modern kind of thing. And it was like, listen, let's do something really different. So first we had to come up with a name. And always as we're doing this project, we were talking about, we wanted to be regal, very regal, sophisticated looking, because as everybody knows, our main target audience is the blue collar working average Joe. So the plumber, the electrician, the cop, the fireman, the EMS guy, that's what our target audience is the blue collar guy that wants to smoke great cigars. But we had a thought like even the blue collar guy wants on a Friday night, wants to put on a nice three piece suit, go to a lounge, get a snifter of some beautiful scotch and just smoke something more elegant, more regal. So we went with that look, and we were like, let's do something out of the box. And when we thought about it, we were like, what are we, how are we going to make protocol? Because we use everything. How, how are you going to make law enforcement theme elegant and regal? It's kind of hard. And then it came to us. We were like, what sounds more elegant and regal than a cigar called Sir? Started with Sir. Sir Robert Peel. So we did that, and actually we got a little bit of flack, like um, – uh, Eric, our good friend Eric Gatornsman's son, 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 right? He actually uh, told me, Juan, what are you doing? You have a certain look, a certain feel. You're not being yourself. This, this. Now, now mind you, the packaging is like it's a beautiful shellacked box. We have the uh, the felt inside the Vista, and the Vista is beautiful, you know, gold medallions and everything. Very more traditional, regal looking. Like you should, you shouldn't do this. This is not you, and. We were like, you know, some screw. Let's just do it anyway. And that's the Robert Peel was such a big hit. We could not keep those in stock. So, did you yeah. tell Eric Gutterman Gutter- 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 that I told you so? No, I wouldn't. Have, I, I'm, not, I'm not the type of person, you know. But you know, listen, I, I've always done things my way in life. And I, and listen, people have 
always, and I don't think they're doing it to criticize. They want to help. They want to see you succeed. So they're going to tell you, give you advice. And, you know, I had people, like when we first came out, you know, uh, people in the industry, there are no secrets in this industry. So when we were coming out, word, you know, I was already pretty much, I was, I, was, I guess I call myself a, a social media influencer, a cigar influencer, because for years before I even had a company, I was just active on social media. I worked with a lot of companies. Like if you had some sort of like event, I, you know, these guys, I've been with Alec Bradley, you know, uh, Rocky Patel general at events. And they just, you help you give out cigars at one of these, you know, multi-vendor events. So they would tell me like, you guys need to come out with a cigar that everybody's going to like so you can sell out. And we were like, that was great advice, but we said to ourselves, we're just going to stay true to ourselves. And we put, put our cigar that we loved because we really thought nobody was ever going to buy these cigars. So you want to be stuck with a cigar that, everybody likes or you want to be stuck with a cigar that we love so that was always been our philosophy with everything we come out we say these cigars are not going to sell we got to make sure that we love the blend we love it whoever is we me kevin now is just we love this blend and that's how we've been doing from that point on so as we started selling the the Robert peel like again we thought it wasn't going to go people kind of like what, what eric said from dojo master sensei like this is not you it's not going to take off it took off like wildfire. We cannot keep it on the stock. So we did a second edition, which is the uh, Elliot Ness, and we decided to make it a series. So we do the Lawman series called. And what the Lawman series is, is you see Hollywood a lot of times glorify the bad guy, the Al Capones, the, bon uh, the, the Bonnie and Clyde, the Billy the Kid, all these, you know, these bad guys get glorified, get movies of them. But very rarely do you see the men and women that spend tirelessly all their time and you know time away from their families and they do this hard work to try to catch these bad guys so we decided to do the lawman series where we're going to showcase uh famous people in law enforcement so the first one was sir robert peel so robert peel is considered to be the father of modern day policing if you took a police science class today you will read about peel's principles and police science 101 we talk about that and so you it, it, so that's how fundamental he is to the to law enforcement and the next one we did was actually and i kind of was just thinking like who who would be a good choice for the next one and elliot ness is probably one of the most famous uh lawmen around you know he's the one that brought down al capone or is credited with bringing down al capone so we did that and is, the, blend, the theme to, are you going in chronological <laughs> order like timeline not really. We just, we're just, you know, uh, there is no rhyme and reason sometimes. It's just who, who's, and the next one. The, so Elliot Ness should have been last year's release, but unfortunately due to COVID and the way it affected us, the small business, because, you know, we're small business. So we're not only talking about tobacco. We're talking about the guys that make bands, boxes, the whole nine yards. Everything got shut down during the, during the quarantine. And then when they pick back up, they're not going to worry about the little guy that has a 20,000 band order. They're going to worry about the bigger companies that have all their backed up. So long story short, I got to tell anybody 2020 was a, was a terrible year set us back. So the Elliot Ness bottom line, you got to keep on moving. So Elliot Ness came out now in January. We just got 500 boxes. We got 250 of the natural 250 of the Maduro, not even like a week after we got them, they were gone already. We just put a second order in a second production run. So, you know, and anybody who wants to try it, uh, uh, smoking does have it. And uh, they were actually the first in the country to get the full dress box. And those went out like in a few. I think in a, in a, Matt told me that they went out like in a few hours. They were gone. 
and he reordered. So anybody wants to try that, you could do five packs, see how they are. And so we decided to do the Lawman series with, with, with the Survivor Pill being the first, and then the Elliot Ness. Now, this year's release, we had to think about, do we, technically, Elliot Ness is, is, is the 21 release because it came out on the market. But we said, do we let this back us, you know, slow us down? Should we come out with the next Lawman series? And we decided, listen, we're just going to keep going. So for the show, for this uh, CP, the PCA, am I getting that right? PCA? Yeah. We're going to do... The next Lawman series. I'm not going to mention who it is, but it's going to be uh, pretty impressive. The person that it is, it's probably not, not not what a lot of people expect, but it's going to be Sonny Crockett. It is not, that would be kind of funny, but no, uh, it's going to be something really cool. I'm excited about it. Is anybody else getting vertigo from Juan's camera? You're a little bouncy in there. That was actually. Me. I'm sorry. That's me. That's me. Uh, 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 my leg. Yeah. Juan, it's not Charlie. It's not Charlie's Angels, right? No, definitely not. I, I think you should make a Crockett and Tubbs one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That would be cool. That would be a great. That would be a great release for, like, say, a Miami store, like maybe Caribbean. If we did like a uh, an exclusive for Caribbean, they're out of Miami. That'd be kind of cool, just like a, a, a Crockett and Tubbs release, something like that. But then we have to figure out, you know, the, all the logistics of it, something like that, or you know, figure it out. But that would actually be a cool idea. So yeah, so that's the Lawman series, and uh, we're excited about it, and we're continuing that look, that uh, very elegant regal look to it. So we're excited about it. Are you going to do modern day uh, people in law enforcement? Um, I would probably say no, because you could use, if somebody's been dead a hundred years, you could use the name without no real no problems. So oh, true, um, true. it'd probably be an issue using like somebody from today. But you know, I, uh, we're, we're using for the next two projects, we're using people like from the eighteen hundreds, seventeen hundreds, sixteen hundreds. So some real old stuff to educate people too about. The history, and I think the next two projects, this year's and next year's, it's gonna be good. It's, it's, it's. I don't want to get political, but I think the message we're sending is that you know, and we see it now. Unfortunately, like when we came out with this cigar, and you know, like with Bill and I, and uh, you know, congratulations to Bill. He just got promoted to lieutenant on his job. But Bill and I were always thinking about what are we gonna name this brand? And at one point, we're gonna call it Fapastardos, but you know, we don't want to make it too much of a joke. When we came up with the thought or the idea about making a law enforcement themed um, cigar line, we knew, and and I we both knew this. Being a cop and the way society see a cop is like it's like the stock market. Some days you're up here after nine eleven, you're up here. Then right. God forbid they, they make you know somebody dies and your, your, your stock's down here. So it's always going to be a roller coaster. There's going to be days when people love law enforcement and these days people don't like us. So mm-hmm. we said, screw that. And we're going to do it in a way we try to hide it. Like we didn't call it the cop or whatever, but the things that we did were very undertoned, very hidden, but most law enforcement officer would see like this, the, the, the blue, the thin blue lines in there. You guys could see it. So we did little things to hide, hide that stuff. And the more we kind of came out and, and people were accepting us, then we started doing a little bit more, more on the surface thing, but again, it's not like we put a shield on 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 the cigar. It's it's within the stuff. But now, now again, with the with the Lawman series, you're straight up saying it's paying homage to the men and women of policing. But I think uh, you know it's a very it's a hard job, and, and I did it for 20 years. Sometimes it's thankless. You're out there. You know, in the majority of, of my 20 years, I just saw men and women that their main goal was to get home to their families at night. But during work, all they wanted to do was really help people. But it's unfortunate, you know, part summonses are part of the, of the job. 
you know, arresting people as part of the job. Like everybody loves firemen. Everybody hates cops because when, a, when you call a fireman, they're there to put the fire out. They're there to help people, save people. But cops, you, you call them when somebody gets in trouble or there's a robbery, there's a burglary. And what happens? We get there and we got to arrest people. So it is, it, it is what it is. So we wanted to do something that ultimately was just to pay homage and tribute to the men and women in law enforcement. And I want to say thank you to all you guys, past, present, and future law, law enforcement officers, male and female, for their tireless work and you know making America you know safe. Cheers. I'll cheers to that. Now, do in, we made a comment about the wristbands during uh, Paul's birthday uh, yes. talk earlier. You guys now are known for this annual pool party. And Correct. Coming up this summer, tell us about your pool party. Sure. So the pool party actually wound up, uh, it, this is our second year for the official pool party, but it started, we had already had two years of it. It was originally started off as uh, Kevin Kaithen's birthday party at his house. And the first year we had like maybe, we said maybe 20 people. We wound up having 30, had a phenomenal time. Year two, phenomenal. we said, all right. Phenomenal. Let's say, all right, let's uh, let's have um, let's have thirty people. We wound up having sixty people there. Another great phenomenal time, but it started to grow and people. And the thing is, you invite people, you try to invite people, and you're in a circle, or whatever. And people started getting angry, upset that they weren't getting invited. So Kevin had a great idea to make it a make it a ticketed event and make it a real. Fun. There you go. And there is uh, the the risk the way the wristbands came about. So pool pool party year one was during the height of like. COVID, but it was outdoors. So what we did, we came up with this idea. You have three bands. Uh, band red would be stay away from me. I don't want uh, stay away from me. I don't want nothing to do with this. Yellow is, you know, I'm a little bit open. You can come close, but stay your distance still. And then green was uh, kiss me. I don't care. So <laughs> we had this, uh, this system in place and it was Kevin's idea. It was a great system. And it just worked out phenomenally, and we're going to do the same thing. So this year's pool party is Saturday, July 17th. It's going to be at a new venue. It's going to be in uh, Pennsylvania. Great pool, hot tub, DJ, band, all you can eat, all you could drink. Uh, it's $200. You're going to get a, 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 a bundle of cigars that are only available through that pool party. It's called the Protocol Pool Party Year 2. And this one's actually going to be a barber pole. It's going to be a 10-pack barber pole. And it's going to have the, the the probable cause band, this Mexican San Andreas, and the Themis band. The uh, uh, There you go. Look at that. And we're going to have the lovely girls from uh, Go Girls. They're going to be there doing light, lighting and cutting service. They're going to have be the bartender. And because, you know, you go to these things and it's all guys. So it's like a sausage fest. So we wanted to be classy and just have some things for guys to see and a little eye candy. Right. It's very, very clean. Are you saying the only way you get girls to go for your party is you got to hire them? Nothing this classes up a party yeah. like paid women. Juan's got the green band on, I do notice, though. So. Oh, of course. I was not one person. This was in August 1st of last year, so still in the height of COVID. Not one person contracted uh, anything, but definitely not COVID. We didn't have no problems. It was out. Oh, same thing with this one. It's out in the open, out of, outdoors. People could tent there if you want. It's no going to be an amazing or time. No, S no they contracted nothing. No STDs, no nothing. I was my best behavior. I have a new policy that I'm not drinking at events anymore. Abe saw that firsthand. I, I thought it was a lie. But <laughs> wait, 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 wait. That carafe that you were drinking out of was not like that was just straight up. Oh, I got to give him credit. Straight wow, up club I did soda. I know that. Yes. Good for you, Juan. Good just for you. Why? Why did that? I'm, I'm assuming you're going to drink during your pool party. 
I'm nah. I'm gonna be sober, and I'm oh, gonna sure. be. Uh, oh, sure. I am. I'm gonna sure. be sober. Maybe I'll have one white claw. Maybe. Are you? So, are, no, are you sober I, here? <laughs> yes, I was sober there. That that is a sober picture. Yes, I was very sober there. Well, why so, the change? Um, listen. So we've always been different. We've been outside of the box a little bit. You know, uh, this company. This is. I am. I consider myself a cigar nerd. I am. Uh, uh, a fanboy, a nerd. I I love it, and it's like it's different than like say you know somebody like like Fuente for example. They are generations of a company. I where I'm just a regular dude. Legacies, legacies, legacies. Right, we're, we're nowhere near a legacy. Right, we're the first generation of doing this, and it's so exciting. It's so exciting, and you and, and I'm I'm a consumer, so I'm there. Hanging, even they're there to smoke my cigar. I'm not there talking about a cigar. Talking about, oh, this would go great with this. I'm like, yo, let's party. So that was always been my mentality. And, and the hashtag came up that there's no party like a protocol party. And it's true because we drink with the people and we're having a great time. And you know, you it gets to you sometimes. And I, you know, I get drunk and like most cops, they get a little wild and rowdy and not. Not, not like fighting wise, but I'm doing. I'm getting naked and stuff like that. And then we're, we're, listen, <laughs> we're five years. We're six years into this, and we're like, maybe you gotta, you know, be a little more serious. So I'm gonna try to, you know, uh, people. When you have Juan Lopez telling you that you gotta be more serious, <laughs> you're doing something wrong. So I'm like, all right, listen. I got Juan Lopez telling me this. Of course, Eric tells me this all the time to stop drinking. So I'm like, you know, maybe they're right. So not that I've given up drinking altogether. But I have my tolerance went to zero because I just I just I have been cutting back a lot. But at an event, I'm gonna just be myself, and I was worried about that. Like not drinking, will I still be the fun? You know, the one everybody wants to see. So I am a little bit more reserved, but I'm still entertaining. People still laughing. You're gonna be one no matter what. Correct. Yeah. This I mean, is true. That's just the way you are. Right. Maybe the lack of drinking, maybe you'll just cut down on some maybe embarrassing moments. Yeah. That wonderful T-shirt that's floating around out there uh, that somebody made of uh, you had to be a. Oh, yes. Eric, Eric Dukes had it on. Yeah. Yes. It, it was me drinking. I had my hair loose. I just yeah. came out of the pool. I'm in Kevin's kitchen and they had the Ron Jeremy room right there. And I'm like this. I look like this guy. And I just took a swig and then somebody took their camera out. Posted it, and then it was actually uh, Matt Goose. Uh, he lives in Florida. He he had the idea. He reached out to me, Juan. I want to make a shirt out of this picture. I was like, Matt, nobody's gonna buy this this thing. But yeah, if you if you want to make a, a shirt, go ahead. I don't I don't really care. You know. And he actually did it, and a lot of people bought the shirt. I've been seeing it all over social media. Yeah, people wearing the shirt. But you know, Juan Juan is one of those guys that people don't realize because they see a lot of the drunk and the partying where. Juan is probably one of the most timid and like ultra respectful people that you could meet in this industry. Like literally like he was nervous in my office the first few meetings. I'm like, dude, chill out, man. We're just two guys talking, you know? Um, and, and he's always respectful, but you know, the people who don't know him, you know, Juan can, could, you know, say something that's taken the wrong way. I was laughing cause I know you and I know how respectful you are. You just had an incident with Nick Perdomo that I thought we could we could talk about it. Actually, that's that, that's great to talk about. I'll tell the story. I thought it was funny because I knew how innocent it was, but obviously, people who don't know you don't know your humor, didn't really understand it that. And that, and and I, I'm feeling for you as I'm reading your apology. Right, like, bro. Right. Right. 
<laughs> I'm going to tell the story. I'll tell, but let me preface the story with uh, I was raised to be very respectful. Like, he really you know, is. Like, uber respectful. I, I am. No, he, to, I've, never, I've never felt anything other than that. I mean, you're to, a gentleman, especially like, in person. To me, you, I don't care if. And I, and I, the way I was raised, I did that in my 20 years of policing. I don't care if you were a homeless guy, a bum on the street, I would call you sir. If you're a Wall Street guy, I'm still going to call you sir. So to me, there is, a, a, as a human being, I am very respectful. And especially even to now, like walking into this industry, I came in as a, as a fan. I'm a fanboy. And I, I knew who you were, Abe. And, and just to be there talking to you is you get a little starstruck and you're, you know, and this is years into it, and but it's still respectful. I am uber respectful for people that I respect. So I, I you know, again, not saying I'm, just to let everybody know I'm very respectful. We all got that. So I see Eric Gatornsman's son. He is he got there a few <laughs> days before for the event. He went to go visit a few companies. The same way I went to go visit a few companies while I was there, I, and I love the visits. But anyway, he visits Perdomo headquarters, and he posts this great picture. And for those of you that may not know. Uh, Nick Perdomo, when he goes to trade shows, brings this massive drum set, and Nick plays m beautiful drum. Like you can't even believe. Say when Rocky yeah, Patel yeah, plays some instrument, Nick yeah, drum sets in his office. In his office, drum not, sets not, in his not, office. Not the one that just Eric was on. He has another one. There's literally two yeah. drums. Oh, I didn't know that. There was. I thought it was one. Okay, so Eric takes a picture of him on the drum set, and I like at this point in the game, the movie Step Brothers has become. A part of America culture. Yes. Culture, yes. Think right about now. anytime you're on a boat, what's the first thing somebody says when you're on a boat? Boat and holes from you know the stepbrothers. Great movie. So the drum set thing, I said on a comment, did you rub your balls on the drum? And it was a hundred percent a reference. Yeah, direct reference to stepbrothers. To stepbrothers. Sure. Nick must have never seen this movie. So I post it in the morning and I get you know, see everybody's laughing at it, but like 10 o'clock at night, I look at the post and I'm seeing Nick Perdomo comment. And Nick Perdomo never comments on one of my comments. <laughs> What's this about? I go to look at it. The man's insulted. He's saying something along that his mother saw it. And I'm like, oh my God, I, I, I can't believe it. Like, and I'm reading it. I'm like, oh my Lord. So, what I did, being a man, and of course, Besides being respectful, I believe when you make mistakes, you take it on the chin. Like you make something, you you stand up to it and you own it and you take it on the chin. You take your lumps. So I went on and I did a pub and I said, Nick, this is a public apology. I have nothing but respect for you, your family, your cigars, and especially your drum set. I was uh, just making a reference to a movie and I actually added the clip on into the post. I was like, here's the clip so you could see it. As a matter of fact, obviously you didn't see the movie, but watch it it's pretty funny so that, that was uh that was my little hiccup with nick uh, you know and I, I was reading that i'm like oh my god poor Juan. Yeah. <laughs> i wasn't even drunk i, I wasn't even drunk i was sober when i wrote it i know that's what makes oh, it work yeah. that's, what, that's how Juan is one so yeah sober drunk Juan is one and most people who know you will always get you and understand you i don't know you probably had very little interactions with nick so right. he no. took that statement as complete literal and yeah uh, so 
So it yeah. wasn't this one that, that came out. No, that, that's so. the show. Well, there it is. Look at wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great. That's a, it, it's funny. I didn't think nobody. I, when he when 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 uh, Matt Goose told me, "Can he make this shirt?" I was like, "Nobody's buying that shirt." And he said, "He can't keep those." That that and there's another one. I went to an event and I had long hair and somebody had pulled the hair out and made two ponytails and that's another shirt people have too, which is pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> You're a very photogenic guy. Yeah. Literally. Thank you. Oh, you know, out in the flag, my ADD kicked in and I looked at the flag. He said, this is a very nice thing. And you would think we always had this flag here, but funny story how the flag came about. We actually had Miss Pennsylvania here in studio and we were doing a show. We were talking about her talents and one of her talents is singing. And she goes, all right, so we're doing Protocol Live, this 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 podcast we do. And we said, can we hear something? She goes, and she was like a little nervous. She goes, I don't know what to sing. She goes, okay, I know. I, I'll sing the national anthem. And she got up and started singing the national anthem. And I, just from my years as police, anytime anybody sings that song, you got to, and there's no flag. I'm like, hold on a second, there's no flag in here. And I'm like, somebody maybe had a pin and we hold the pin up and then we all pointed at the pin. But after that was like, we got to get uh, a flag in the office for that reason. And a good friend of mine, Glenn Tarsi, he's a, a, a Air Force guy, went to the military base, got it, put it up. And uh, now there's a flag in, in, the, in the office, which should always be. It's a nice touch. Like. It is a nice touch. No, it is nice. It looks official now. Yeah. Here's All the right. other shirt. Oh, there, there's the other shirt. Oh, there's me that. with the, uh, That's the two ponytails. That's very Gracho Marxist, right? Mark, Mark, Gracho, Mark. <laughs> yeah, Markish, yeah. It almost looks Princess Leia. Yeah, a little bit. I should have <laughs> done the buns. I should have done the buns. Take the hair out of the picture and throw a couple uh, black flame, black flame yeah. glasses on him. That's totally Gracho Marx right there. Yeah, I agree. That part, too. All right. Well, it's that time for Coop earns his non-existent pay. <laughs> Let's see what's going on <laughs> the Scoop with Coop. What's my theme music? The Scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. What you got going on this week, buddy? Busy week. Busy week in news. I'll start off first. Um, uh, last week after our show, the Premium Cigar Association announced they're launching something called a product hub. On their website, and what that's going to be is an online platform for basically cigar companies who offer limited edition cigars, exclusives, as well as uh, exclusive deals. Um, the idea is that uh, retailers can go to the PCA website, they can place orders for these cigars, uh, PCA will transfer the orders uh, to the companies, and then there'll be a little bit of a donation back to the PCA on top of that. But PCA is getting, but I think the big thing on this is PCA is getting into the uh, exclusive game on a lot of these cigars where they're getting either exclusive cigars or early launches of cigars that are going to be available to their members as something that's going to be a, uh, a kind of a value add they're looking to do here. No, it took them two decades. I, w- I mean, I- I'm surprised that I always said that, you know, this is a good system, but I think they're going to have to get. The companies are going to have to also have a stake in this in terms of promoting some of these cigars, because um, otherwise, I don't, I don't think it's going to work. You know, I think so. I, I hope, that, I hope yeah. they don't replicate a TAA model. That's what I'm kind of getting at. I, I worry it's going to turn into the TAA model. Depends how innovative the people who are on the board and how 
how much they're working with the manufacturers to make sure the manufacturers are creating something that that should be viable and exciting instead of just slapping a PCA limited edition on it because I don't really think anybody's going to care about that. Right. Now, one of the cigars that was announced uh, was from Aganorsa Leaf, and they have been promoting this cigar. Um, it's called. It's a new extension to the J.R. Front Lunatic line called the El Grande Maduro, and it's a big 5.5 by 80 uh, San Andreas wrapped cigar. Um, it's going to the PCA product hub for a month, and then eventually it's going to be released into wider distribution. So Terrence was on the PCA uh, podcast. That's, that's just a line extension. It's a line extension, yeah. Now, I don't know. The question is, you know, we were talking about this a little on Thursday night. The question is, you know, they're doing these cigars, and then they're going to do exclusives for the show. We think the exclusives for the show are going to have to be at a higher tier to really attract people to go to the show. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's going to be a difference. Um, ultimately, they got to get people excited about carrying these cigars or offer enough of incentives on deals. Like I know Rocky Patel, he offered a pretty good discount on the 20th anniversary line if you ordered it through the product hub in April. Okay, interesting. What else you got? Um, so this was um, wasn't really a surprise, but um, pr- another piece out of PCA is that Glenn Loop is now a full-time employee of the PCA. Uh, he's going to be the state advocacy director. He was in that role already as a consultative role. Uh, he went into that role right after he left the CRA. Um, now he now he's in that role full time. So he's a member of the staff, and he's going to be focused primarily on state legislation going forward. All right, good for Glenn. Nice good for Glenn. I, I think it was a good hire. I think it was a good hire. Nice to know he's still working for our right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Other um, news, and then this is uh, there was a. There was a bill introduced this week, but actually it wasn't introduced this week. It was introduced last month by Dick Durbin. Um, that is a uh, bill that is called the off- Mothers and Offspring Mortality and Morbidity Awareness Act, or the MAMA Act. Um, it basically is a what bill. A name. To, what yeah, a name. it's a bill. It's a bill to help fund uh, women's uh, who have like Dick health problems during pregnancy. That's what it's a bill to help fund Dick Durbin. It, well, it's also yeah, and how are they going to fund it? They they're going to put a tax on premium cigars. So they're the tax proposal uh, would raise it would raise the tax rate on premium cigars from five hundred to a thousand percent. So huge amount. It's they're talking about doing that with that. So um, this was actually out there for about a month already, but it just there was just some awareness created this past week on it. So uh, again, there's PCA calls to action. Uh, you can go to CigarCoop.com um, and, and, and do that or go to the Premium Cigars uh, Cold Action website. Just to clarify for our listeners, that's on a national level or a state level? National. Yeah. National. Okay. Yeah, this is a Senate. This is a bill in the U.S. Senate. We're expecting a bill in the, in the House of Representatives to follow shortly. Um, we'll see what happens. I mean, you know, we, we've seen these types of bills happen before. The scary thing is when tobacco things are, are put into another bill, those are the ones that are the most dangerous, as opposed to the standalone tobacco bills, which which could get squashed a little easier than sometimes these types of things are. They try to hide stuff in there. They try, to, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's how Tobacco Twenty One it got it got lumped into the omnibus, and uh, you know that's how it got in there at the federal level. Anything else going on, Coop? Uh, one other piece there's, of news. There's a, there's a petition going around for that. Do you? Yes. Yeah. That, that's what I mean. If you go to. Uh, the CigarRights.org page uh, uh, or um, the Premium Cigar website page, you can you can go sign that petition. Or even go to Cigar Coop. We have it up there as well. Nice. Yep. Nice. Um, one other piece of news. A uh, friend of the show, uh, he's been on the show a few times, Claudio Sroy, 
um, has officially departed Mombacho Cigars completely. Wow. So um, in January, it announced he was no longer going to be the president of the company. Right. Um, but now he is, and he was going to continue in his role as, as the master blender. Um, but but he has departed the company uh, as oh, of wow. April 1st. So um, it's shocking to me because we've had him on our show. I assumed it was his brand. Yeah, I think I, I assumed he had an ownership in it. I knew yeah, that he was all, there yeah. was some, no, there were some Canadians that were the primary owners of the company. I knew that, but um, I did think he had a piece of the company. That was my, and I don't know that for sure. That was my guess. Um, and yeah, it was it was a it was a surprise that he's. I mean, I, when he was the president and master blender, he, he had a lot on his shoulders. I get that, but I didn't expect to see him totally depart the company. To be honest with you. On that, so um, he's going to continue to uh, uh, he's going to continue his role running as president of the Nicaraguan Tobacco Chamber, which puts on the Nicaraguan uh, Cigar Festival. So he's still going to be involved in the industry. I don't know how much of a full time job that would be, though, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's one it's one time a year event. Yeah, so uh, kind of sad to see him go. Um, I, I've always yeah, liked he's a I great always, guy. I always liked him. Yeah, a gentleman. He's a gentleman. You know, how, you know how this industry is. Very few people ever get out. They and right. they they always come back. <laughs> Matt Booth was a perfect example of that. Yep, I I can only think of two people that have really gotten out and have gone into the sunset. Um, Tim Ozinger. Yep, I was going to say the uh, a CAO guy was Tim Ozinger. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Cusano. Yep, has gone. Mickey Pegg was one of them, but he found his way back. Mickey Pegg eventually got back. Yeah, he found his way back. Um. I can't really think of anybody else. How about you, Coop? I'm trying to. There was a guy. There was, you know, there's a brand called Emilio Cigars. There was a guy named Gary Griffith who. Nah, talking about relevant people. No offense. Yeah, but but he had some, he had some bus roll. He's been gone a while. Um, as far as you're talking at a bigger level. I mean, yeah. I mean, like somebody that was known nationally by you know almost every cigar smoker, whether they smoke the brand or not. Very few. And let me get, let me just clarify this. Tons of people retire. Tons of people get fired. Tons of people quit. But they would, find their way back somewhere. Would, would you would you consider Scott Chester in that category? No, because Scott Chester was a licensee. Okay, right? so yeah, you wouldn't count him. Yeah, yeah, he really wasn't in the industry. He got paid for you know his input and his mark and his image. And How about Ma- Marvin Samuel? Samuel. Short term, yes, okay. but yeah. it's still early. But yeah, it's I still mean, early. I was gonna say it's yeah, still early. So I wouldn't really say we can we can put him in that category yet. Still early. Somebody mentioned Fred Fred Rui, but again, still early. Early. Still but Fred's, early. But Fred's still kind of keeping one foot in it. He was at the trade show in 2019. He's doing a lot of stuff with Smoking and Social. Yeah, he's a yeah. star. Yeah, he, he he hasn't like totally like 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 Tim Osgood has been pretty much gone well, with that. Exactly. Charlie Charlie Tarano. Charlie Tarano. Charlie yeah. Tarano. There's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And Jose Oliva, who you'll know, you'll never see probably holding a cigar ever again. All right. Interesting. I don't know. He just seemed to have just, you know, we all got excited when he got into a powerful position in politics, and it just seems like he's become like non-existent. I don't doesn't even can't even communicate with him. I don't know. Very interesting. I, I didn't know that. Hey, could, a question. Could, be just, you... could, could be just me. I might have asked if someone you know, rubbed their balls on his drum set. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering if he would have been offended by that. 
Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, his mother didn't cry. That that part broke my heart. But the, que- the question is, I want to know the consequences for Eric being on the drum set with Nick Perdomo. That's the bigger oh, question. Believe, I- believe me, that didn't happen without Nick's permission. Okay, <laughs> it's like okay, I'm gonna make sure that that was, that well, was clear. Sure. <laughs> those are babies. You're not. Yeah. Getting, those, that's in his office. You're not getting in there without. No, him. you have to get an invite for that. Hey, I've Abe, been- if I if I gave you a ticket to the pool party, would you come down? Uh, you always used to being in pools. Uh, when is it? July 17th. Maybe. You know what's crazy this year? I, I think it's because of COVID, too. My kids got less than a two-month summer break. Wow. It's nuts this year. I mean, we were trying to plan a family trip. It's like I got this little window to do anything with. Because normally they get out early May. Early May, mid-May. They're getting out June like 18th or 19th, wow. going back August 8th or 10th. Oof, that is it's a like ridiculous. Hey, Juan and Paul, we, you know, New York, our, we had our, school till the end of June. Our, we always yeah. had school till the end. I can't go to your pool party. Yeah. Because <laughs> so, of, of Thor? Yeah, sorry. I just, I don't want to see Thor's back meat hanging out again. <laughs> see, this is, this is, so the after party... For the pool party, for last year's pool, pool party, Dude, I actually I went behind Thor. Like everybody was around, I went behind. I went behind Thor quietly, like a ninja. You could tell he was drunk because I, I am not stealthy like a ninja at all. But I walked behind him and I pantsed him. There's video of that. There's Why video of that. Why would you do that to yeah. your guests? <laughs> Why would you do that to your guests? Oh lord, it, it's a it's a funny funny video. Now they're gonna be paying two hundred dollars to get pants. <laughs> And that's why I'm not drinking. <laughs> Coop, what else you got coming up this week on CigarHyphenCoop.com? Um, we're going to have – actually, I'm going to be reviewing the paddy wagon. You should see that review by Monday. Um, so check out that. Crown I'm excited up. for that. You'll be, you'll be happy with it. Uh, I'm really – this is a great cigar. Uh, La Coalition Review by Crown Heads is coming up. And then on the show Thursday night, uh, we have uh, the other one, Juan Lopez. Nice. Uh, oh, there you go. So excited well, about that. Yep. I got to tell you this. Elliot Ness did it up. Ooh. It's great. It, yeah. You guys did a great job with that, Elliot. The double corona is not getting released, Juan. That's the one. That you, the, the, see, when I've given that double corona to people. Yeah. That's, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's the one there. Yeah. Um, it's a great size. It smokes great, but it is intimidating to pe- people. It's, just, it's a long smoke. It's a seven and a half. That thing that's, is. That's in my head. It, it's a yeah. commitment, but, but it's a, it's a, you know. I think it's a great size. I, I like how you kept that. It's like, that's their founder's size, right? I kind of like how you've done that because I think it's yes. something, it's a, it's something special if you get one of them. I was honest. Yeah, if you, you guess, get one. Uh, I don't, yeah. we don't give them out to any, So people that come yeah. to the office are like, we have a small circle of people that come around you know it's pretty much open door yeah. policy not like abe's office you gotta knock three times and do a facial scan <laughs> before you walk into his office but uh no we oh, have like an right. open door policy if somebody wants to come by and you know and then a special thing when they come to the office we'll give them one of those owner blends and they love it some of them smoke i want them to I say, smoke it right now like nah, i'm gonna keep this in my collection now nah, listen smoke it that's why I, I actually work in my office so it's a little <laughs> different <laughs> environment here yeah. than, than at the protocol headquarters um yes. Listen, but we're getting toward the end of the show. We don't want to miss out on uh, Tail of Tape. Now, if you don't know what Tail of Tape is, it's a little boxing segment between our, our man, Alex Tabella, and Coop, and they've been doing a top 10 countdown. I, I lost track with the missing week. What are you guys on, number five now? Number five. Yes. We're at number five. All right, yeah, because you took the week for the Marvin Hagler uh, yeah. tribute. So uh, let's take it to Tail of the Tape. 
All right, coming in at number five on my list is Joe Lewis. Um, Joe Lewis beat the Nazis. 1938, Joe Lewis's rematch against Max Schmeling. Um, probably the most important boxing match of the 20th century. Um, here's a fight where literally the guy had the weight of his country on his back. It was America versus perceived Nazi invincibility. And Joe Lewis uh, finished Max Schmeling within a round. Um, after that, the guy goes and, and he literally volunteers to join the army during World War II. Longest running heavyweight champion of all time. And a little lesser known fact, Joe Lewis is actually the first person of color to play in a PGA sanctioned event. He helped break the color barrier in golf. Go ahead, Coop. Yeah, um, I have great pick, by the way. I have Roberto Duran, uh, hands of steel. He was one of the four kings. Uh, maybe the knock on Roberto Duran is he's the one guy who lost to Hearns, Hagler, and Leonard. But as a lightweight, this guy was the most dominant lightweight probably I've ever seen in my lifetime. Um, you know, he went up. Uh, you know, he went up and weight. He, he beat Sugar Ray Leonard. Uh, I think he got a fair decision with that. Um, after that, he kind of, you know, I think as he went up to the higher weights, I don't think he was as effective, and maybe that kind of took a little of the luster off. People forget he gave Marvin Hagler a really good fight uh, when he fought for the middleweight title. So uh, I have Roberto Durant number five. Yeah, yeah, good, good pick. You know, a lot of people say you know Roberto Durant best lightweight of all time. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's those a lot of people unfortunately remember the later fights of his where he lost a lot of those fights at, at the end of his career. But but he fought some really good competition along the way. Did you see the movie that they did, Hands of Stone? I haven't seen Hands of Stone. I want Let to me see tell you, uh, it's probably it's you know if I had to put you know Rocky movies aside, this is as good a boxing movie as you're gonna get. Was it's it as really good as the Muhammad Ali when uh, um, Will Smith played Muhammad Ali? I didn't see that movie. Yet. That was really good too. That was really good. I think this was a little better. I'll be honest with you. And that was that's not a knock on on Will Smith. Who I think he did a great job in that role. Are you a boxing guy? One. Uh, I used to go watch. Uh, the guy from Jersey City, uh, the guy that got killed by a Brazilian chick or something like that. What was his name? It was Jersey City guy? Uh, oh, uh, um, talking about used Coop. to fight. Used to fight Mickey Ward. Coop. Uh, I used to wa I used to go to Atlantic City and watch a tour Gotti every year. And uh, and also as a, a cop thing, we would go see watch uh, the Puerto Rican Day Parade at Madison Square Garden. Day before the Puerto Rican Day Parade, uh, the Puerto Rican boxer. I can't. Now I can't remember his name either. Um, uh, um, Juan Laporte. No, young young oh, cat. Uh, no, uh, lost Antonio Margarito. Messi, uh, Cotto, Miguel Cotto. Cotto. Uh, well, Miguel, Miguel Cotto. We still, so I don't really watch much sports, but I do watch a little bit of the NBA. So yeah, to answer, basically answer your question, no. All right. Well, <laughs> the guys are officially past the halfway mark. So in another thirty days, we should know who is their number one of all time. I can't wait. Actually, I'm really yeah. enjoying this. I mean. Yeah. I, again, I'm not a huge boxing guy, but there's actually boxing in my family, so in it's fact, interesting. I, I'm going to make a suggestion on the air because I don't know if I could take like years and years of boxing talk, but I love this top ten. I think you guys should just roll this into a top ten of different categories. I do. love it. Great yeah. idea. Yeah. You know? yeah, Alex, we talked about this with, yeah. uh, with some of the music stuff, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we actually yeah. have been talking about that. I, I love the top 10 part of it, and it gives something to look forward to every week, but I'm not sure I can go back to listening just to boxing talk. I have no, no idea. It's impressive. I, I like it a lot. It's good, yeah. good, it's good content for the people. Yeah, very good stuff. Hey, real quick, uh, I just want to give a, a shout-out to the cigar that Coop is is, uh, is smoking, and um, it's actually one of Abe's biggest fanboys, Brian Lewis from yep. Caravan Cigar Company, 
And real quick, the, re the reason why we call it the paddy wagon is because uh, Brian Lewis, great little shop in Bath, Pennsylvania, the way he actually started was literally out of his family's, uh, the back of the caravan. Uh, he had that caravan, they loaded it up, and they would go through all these festivals in Pennsylvania, bacon fest, beer fest, whatever, music fest, and he'd set up a little stand, uh, pay whatever the, the, the amount was for the vendor, and he'd just sell cigars. And it, it, it was just an interesting concept. Like Out there in that area, nobody was doing it. And he started doing so well, so he actually opened up a hard location, a brick-and-mortar spot in Bath, PA, called Caravan Cigars. And how we always do try to put uh, law enforcement themes, and uh, every time we do like a project for somebody, we want to we want to do it to somehow showcase that particular company. So I took the word caravan. When you think of a caravan, you think of a van. How do, how do how does how do police use vans? And I came up with the paddy wagon and. We did that blend with him, and it was awesome. So I want to give him a shout-out because he loves, loves, loves Abe. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. No, he's, Juan, he's a great guy. Yeah. Juan, this is an ongoing release too, right? It's not uh, just Absolutely. One. No. Yeah, uh, that's he, what I, he yeah. wanted a, a store ongoing exclusive. Yeah. So that's yeah, why I sent nice. it to you, and we, I'm sure he's going to be happy to read the review also. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a really nice cigar, great box press. Uh, if you're a Protocol fan, I'd encourage you to get this cigar. All right. Well, in our traditional uh, closing fashion on KMA Talk Radio, it's time to find out this week who belongs in a cigar insane asylum. Welcome to the Cigar Asylum. Did you know I'm utterly insane? We all go a little mad sometimes. Where logic and reason cease to exist. All righty, KMA fans, here we go. This week's Cigar Insane Asylum. This week's inductee just really wanted to get a great picture for Instagram. 25-year-old Jose Navarrete took his two-year-old daughter to San Diego this past week. You know, just a day oh, of fun. San Diego Zoo. San Diego Zoo. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm reading what you sent me. I know, it's a typo. <laughs> you know, a day of fun watching the animals, taking pictures. Except Jose wanted to get a better picture than anyone else. When he and his daughter approached the enclosure for the Asian and African elephants. By the way, do you know how to tell the difference between an Asian and African elephant? <laughs> Their ears. Yes. The Not African the... elephant's ears actually look like Africa. Look like Africa. Yep. Wow. Yes. yes. I learned that at Disney World. The Asian one are the ones that have the little itty-bitty ears. So, that being said, they walk up. Jose wanted to take a selfie with a large African bull elephant. So in order to get the best picture possible, he hopped over mm. several barriers and dipped under a fence mm. into the enclosure mm. to get a selfie with his daughter mm. in front of the elephant. With his back turned to the elephant, he began to trot towards him. While people started yelling, he remained unaware that the elephant was charging at him until the last possible second. Jose then turned around with his daughter and began to bolt. He ducked under the fence dropped his daughter mere inches from the elephant's feet and trunk, scooped her up, and made his way back to safety through the barriers. Wow. He has been arrested for and being held on $100,000 bail, which is spelled B-A-I-L. not like I a saw, I see that. It auto-corrected me. Sure. Bail <laughs> for child endangerment. No word as to whether or not he got the perfect selfie. Congratulations, Jose. You are without a doubt this week's inductee into the Cigar Insane Asylum. 
Hey, 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 real, real quick. Social media has done to the minds of people. There was actually a girl that died one time. She was like on a cliff and she wanted to get a picture and she lost her footing. And, you know, that, that's probably happened a lot. But, uh, yeah. hey, real quick, yeah. I want to say uh, that thing you did with the Honda box on, uh, on the show was probably one of the funniest things. And, you know, when you showed me the picture and it didn't dawn on me, but, my God, was that one of the funniest things you did with that Honda box? Dude, does anybody know what he's talking about? Yes, uh, he what, shipped what, you a box. Oh, the box. box. The, the, the Honda box. During Gutterman's right. show. Yeah, on the show, on yeah. Eric's show. Dude, that was... you, 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 you know what? I'm going to tell you what we need to do on KMA. We need to do, like, a special awards show and come up with the goofiest awards because if it's ever the most unique packaging to ship products, always, always. Protocol Cigars gets the, the, the award, without a doubt. Well, oh, he, that, I've got math on the flap. I mean, yeah. it's always... <laughs> Listen, I got a package from Juan. He kind of put two... Two separate packages into one of the of the Elliot Nesses, and you you kind of taped it up as one package, right, even yes. though it was in two separate envelopes, so to speak. It was it was, it was genius. It was genius. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you know we're we're uh, it was it an environmentally uh, conscious really, company, yeah. so we we recycle boxes. But he's showing me this thing, and I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, I didn't want to say that because I don't want to give him say maybe it's steaks, maybe it's drinks. I'm like, did who? You, did you know it was yours? Did you? Know no, it? no, not until. Afterward, you show me so the open box. I'm like, what is a protocol you're box? Showing this box. Anybody guess what's in this box? No, it's a protocol order. You know, the funny <laughs> part is, you know, was it a Honda? It was a Hyundai it box. Was Hyundai. Hyundai. And, listen, and that's Hyundai. what's funny because, you know, the shipments come in the back and I'm usually right there and I can see them. And I'm the only guy in the company that drives a Hyundai. So right. I see this box and I'm like, what the fuck is this? This has got to be some, what, something. Did you order a part or something? Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? And then I look and I'm like, oh, well, it makes perfect sense. It's <laughs> And the funny thing is, I'm the one that boxed that order, but it, it, it never. I just I'm looking around the office, and we have di a different collection of boxes. And I was like, whatever it is the Abe order, it just fit perfect. Oh, this is a perfect box for this order. Boom, out the door. That's so funny. That <laughs> Listen, Juan, I really want to thank you for taking your time uh, on your Saturday morning and entertaining everybody and uh, sharing your stories and coming on KMA Talk. Really. Always an honor. Always an honor to be with you. Very a lot of respect to you and your family, and uh, I love you guys. And thank you for having me on. And Coop, as always, thank you for your contribution. Thank you. Every week, always a pleasure. Everybody out there, thank you for joining us Saturday morning. From uh, the whole crew here, uh, Paul, Alex, and myself, we hope you have a wonderful weekend. Happy Easter. Enjoy yourselves. Next week, we have Justin Andrews, Senior Brand Manager of General Cigar. Until Good then. Good man. Gentlemen. Yep.